I could probably do it. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Wow, I am really high. babies. This is what you wanted. I believe all the terrible things they told me about weed and it was all a lie. Bowl after bowl. Oh man. Do you know how bad you sound? You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. Listen to you. Lots of weed. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Yeah, that's right. We know somehow the weed's at fault. But it don't matter. Unstoppably back. It's Tuesday night. And you know, we keep it feeling all right here in the bowl. Thank you and welcome, bowlers. It is December 6th, 2022. And I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And you are listening to episode 210 of Bowl After Bowl. Thank you. Welcome. Come on in. Find a beanbag chair. Plenty of space in the hot tub still. Uh, Joints are over there. And bowls are over here. Yeah, there's a cubby for your clothes. Yeah, kick them off. <laughs> relax, kick back. And uh, hang out with your friends and shit. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for listening on stream.bullafterbowl.com. The Bull After Bowl stream, where we go live every Tuesday night. Also kicking on the No Agenda stream. Worldwide! Uh, lonely stream day today. Yeah. No MMO uh, boys, no DH unplugged boys, just us. But hey, we're we're holding it down, holding That's it right. down with an extra member of the crew in the studio live tonight. Well, yeah, he's been around for like nine months, but ah, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> now he's on up. the outside. Yeah, he's been showing up. Now he's on the outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know if don't uh, tell payroll he's been here for nine months. Oh no, that's a good idea. Jesus, I was gonna yeah. say I think that the noise gate's gonna. Keep him from popping through. He's a quiet dude. Oh, I heard a gasp. A little. I heard a gasp. I can make your uh, threshold a little bit uh, less aggressive, too. Meh. Uh, and I always do that. I fuck my compressor up. Oh, let's not do that. Uh, by grabbing that threshold instead of the gate threshold. Yeah. He probably won't say much, but at yeah. some point he will. Yeah, maybe. Mellow little dude. So, the wolf has arrived. Yep. New addition, new cub in the pack. Fantastic. Samuel Wolfgang. Yeah, we picked out a name. <laughs> finally finally arrived at a conclusion. You had uh, suggested that. I was pretty set on Sam. You were. I was pretty set on Sam. Um, and then we were thinking about names for the middle name. And we talked about some names in our family. Uh, like William was one. And right. then 
you were like, oh, he'll share my initials. That would be cool. But I just didn't like William as a middle name. I like it as a first name. Yeah, I agree. But this was definitely Sam's turn for first names. So then I threw out uh, other W names that I like, and Wolfgang was top of the list. I don't know why I didn't consider Wolfgang, because it's such an obvious pick. It's a pretty great one. <laughs> and uh, wait, right when you said it, I fell in love with it. Right when you said it, I was like, we're done. This is it. Racking our brains. We have, we've arrived at the conclusion. So yeah, he has my same initial initials. And I love it. I love him. He's wonderful. Yeah, he's perfect. He was the best birth we've had. Yeah, he made all my birth dreams come true. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. It was just so like, it was short. It was uh, not terribly painful or anything. And uh, Spence delivered him. It was so, like uh, it was an unassisted birth. Yeah, it was just magic. Yeah, it was awesome. just me and you. And it, the girls were just standing there, like uh, taking it all in. I suppose. Yeah. Well, Ray, uh, our oldest helped. She got towels and stuff as we needed it. Yeah. And she was watching me. I'll start from the beginning. You might as well. <laughs> so on Friday, I woke up at five in the morning, which is very unlike me. I had this weird pressure feeling in my nether parts. <laughs> and Downtown. Yeah. I was like, oh, could be today. But this is the first pregnancy I've had Braxton Hicks contractions with, which are like light cramps and whatever. So I thought, eh, I'll give it it's a like, shot. It's uh, like false contractions, right? Yeah, but not terribly painful. Just uncomfortable. It's like whereas a real contraction in active labor can be like if you've never been to the full contraction part, you might think that that's what's happening. Definitely, is that what like yeah, typically you would, is? The you deal? would think that your labor is starting. Probably, they call it false labor. Also, anyway, so I was like, well, it's five a.m. I'm closing my eyes again, <laughs> not getting up, and then I woke up again to like a little bit more of a painful pressure feeling. And it was 5.30, and I was like, well, if this happens again in 30 minutes, then today is probably the day. And it did. And so I, I, uh, st- I got up because I was just uncomfortable, and I was like, I'm going to take a nice bath with some uh, Epsom salts, try to loosen up a little bit and relax. And so I got out of bed, and I told Spence, I said, hey, I think today is the day. <laughs> and Spence was preparing to go to a... Uh, Coffee Bitcoin meetup. Yeah, Casey Bitcoins are doing their coffee uh, meetup over at River Quay. And that's what, like 8 a.m.? Uh, 7.30? 7.30 is the start time usually, yeah. So you had your alarm set pretty early. Mm-hmm. I already felt kind of bad being like waking you up earlier than that, but I was like, I'm going to go take a bath. <laughs> so I wanted to take a bath because with my last birth experience... I didn't get in the bath, and my water broke in the bedroom, and it made a mess, and I hate messes. <laughs> I didn't want to clean it, you know? And, it was uh, so much water. It was too. ridiculous. It just, like, kept going. And I didn't realize that because my water has always broken in the bathtub when I take my, like, pre-birth bath <laughs> as a ritual, I guess. Um, so I was like, I'll get in the bathtub. Well, I stayed in the bathtub for a good hour, maybe, and water didn't break. But I felt like it should have. Like The pain was in all the right places. I was like, dang, okay. So I guess I'll just rest. Get out of the bathtub, go to my bed, toss and turn. Now I'm getting pain like every 15 minutes. And the kids are up. 
So Spence gets up and suddenly it goes from just like, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable to like, oh, man, wow, this is crazy. Where I have to stand up every 15 minutes because there's just like the pain rolling through me. I was like, wow, okay. So <laughs> yeah, it then, was it was when you came back from the bath because I didn't even realize until just now you took a bath, honestly. Oh, yeah. You uh, just went back to sleep. <laughs> I, like, passed back out. And then when you came back from the bath, you woke me up, and you were like, yeah, de- today's definitely the day. And I was like, oh, well, I just won't go to the meetup, you know? Yeah, and, and you what did like, I say? You I- said, oh, you can still go to the meetup. Like, you don't want to skip the meetup. Yeah. And I'm like, man, no, if today's the day, like, we've been blowing off cleaning the house, like... <laughs> To, you know, not like we're going to clean the house, like clean it, right? Because that's never going to happen, let's be frank. But just enough to like pretend like you care, kind of clean it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Quick vacuum. I just run around for a few hours and make it look like somewhat presentable in the few rooms that are going to be exposed to like visitors. I was like, all right, let's start throwing out trash and like... <laughs> You know, throwing clothes down to the laundry and, like, you know, the basics. Um, the basics that should be done on a daily, but here we are. <laughs> exactly. Precisely. Here anyway. we are. Anyway. At the final hour. And so, I was, that's that's what mode I got into. I was like, all right, well, let's start making a walkable path from the front door to the bed. Yeah. So that when the midwives get here, they can just hop two, three, four up the stairs and be good, you know? Uh, and I said, hey, my water didn't break, so can you get me a trash can? Yep. So every time I started feeling like, the well, what I now know was a contraction coming on, yep. uh, I would stand up. I just like kept laying down on the edge of the bed with my ass in the air, which is my pain position, and then I would stand up and just like stand over this trash can <laughs> just in case. Um, and you were cleaning. And then I was like cussing and talking to the baby because that's what I do. Also, I'm like, "Hey, man, come on! Like, let's be nice, you know? <laughs> like, let's just get this going. Come on out! I'm excited to meet you. I love you. Be nice to me. <laughs> Don't make this hurt so bad." Uh, and anyways, uh, this this went on. I it felt like a long time, but thinking of the time lapse now, I guess it really wasn't that long. But I just remember every time I would just start to like fall, think I was about to fall asleep, <laughs> a contraction would come and I'd have to hop up. And so then I started realizing like, wow, I haven't eaten breakfast or anything. And like, I'm feeling pretty weak. You know, just like, this is, this is a lot. So Spencer's like, well, I'll make you some eggs. Yes. And I was like, hell yeah. Eggs from our own chickens is exactly what I want right now. That's going to boost my energy. And so you went downstairs and the girl stayed with me. And I think it was about that time that Rayla, our oldest, she goes, Mom, what is that blue thing coming out of you? So then I just hollered for Spence. You'd just gone downstairs, by the way, to like finish up these eggs. Yeah, the eggs were kind of done, and I was taking them off the heat. So I just turned the stove off, I guess, and came right back up. Yeah, I said, Spence, come here. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. And... So anyways, you come there, and I was like, Rayla said something's coming out of me. <laughs> but yeah, I, it, and it was this big crowning ball. I mean, it was like, um, if you didn't know any better, it was like the baby was crowning. But I was like, it doesn't look the right color. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I touched it. You touched it. 
And it was like a squishy flesh water balloon. Like, I don't know how to describe it other than... That's perfect. Because that's what it was. Yeah. Was the amniotic sac coming out. And instead of my water breaking like normal, you know, from deep within, Mm -hmm. it just like, I guess, kind of broke and then came out like a water balloon. It was like... It was like it slipped off the top of its head like a swim cap and then like sealed around itself while you pushed it out or something. It was so weird. It's the weirdest thing. Because on the other three, your water just broke and so that sack kind of just pops like a popped balloon and it yeah. just goes away. It's like it's like in there somewhere, but it's not, you yeah. know, it's not filled with water. It's not a ball that comes out of you. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, we didn't know... <laughs> We were both kind of perplexed about I was like, it. What the fuck is this? You, and at that point too, I was starting to like have the urge to push and like making my groaning sounds <laughs> every time a contraction came. So you're like, I'm gonna text Cheryl, our midwife, mm-hmm. and well, luckily she was the one that was on call that day. So you sent her a picture of the sack, you know? Yeah, I was like, there's some sack that came. So th- at that point, it was out of you. But it was like hanging. It was out of you, and it was hanging by like a like a. It looked like a pair of the blue balls that you see hanging off of trucks. <laughs> it did. It looked like it looked like bull testicles. It was gross. hanging out of your birth canal. Yes, it was incredible. <laughs> it was incredible, and just hanging there by like a piece of the rest of it. Uh, just like a uh, what do you call it? Like I keep wanting to say like a membrane. Yeah, like a piece of membrane. Yeah, exactly. It was nasty. Swinging on a string. But we had the trash can under me, so it was all good. Fucking incredible. <laughs> and so then that came. Did that come out all the way? Not until like he crowned out. I was gonna say I was just in pushy mode then. So yeah. it, this part's like a total blur for me. So. I was like, well, that's not a bit... Like, we didn't know what it was, so I didn't feel comfortable just, like, yanking, yanking the string out <sighs> or whatever. Like, I don't know what it's attached to. I don't want to pull shit. Um, yeah. Cheryl apparently thought, like, I'm about 30 to 40% retarded. She thinks I'm, like, 85 minimum. Yeah. She was trying to say, I was like, is it a foot? I'm I know, like, you definitely didn't ask that. I'm like... <laughs> you said it was squishy. I'm like, woman, I know what a foot looks like. This looked like a water balloon. Yeah. Not a foot. I guess before I realized... I just didn't know what it was, but I didn't, like, I didn't make retarded guesses as to what it was. Like, is it a foot? No. <laughs> I know. Oh my but God, she... I couldn't believe when she said that. <laughs> she... You were like, is it a foot? I was like, bitch, nope. show me the message where I said, is it a foot? <laughs> I don't know. That part threw me off like hard. You know what I mean? Because I, I consider myself in the in the know of hey, most of this stuff. You know, she asked me why I wasn't putting Japanese down on my yeah, demographic information. She's, she's a mess this week. She's been all over the place lately. You're right, <laughs> but that's all right. We still love her. Uh, Absolutely. I'm not so, trying to say anything else, but I don't I'm think just it, like <laughs> it was very long after that sack came out. And what did you just let it like splatter in the trash can? It just went straight into the trash can. Yeah. And exploded into and liquid. Everything that came out of you went into the trash can. <laughs> Except, for, Except the baby. for the baby. Yeah. So so right after that, I could feel like the baby moving his way down and was like, oh, cool. And you were like, oh, there's the head. I was like, oh, now that's, the eyes. that's a baby head. And then. And he, the girls are going, oh. His eyebrows aw, came out. The whole time. That's like, one of the wildest parts, dude, of birth. I got to say, just if you could freeze frame any part of birth, 
It's the part where the fucking eyebrows come out, but nothing else. So you got a baby's <laughs> like scalp and eyebrows, but not eyes yet. And you're just like, what the fuck? It's coming out. <laughs> and uh, then his head was out, but you were like, oh, hey, don't stop because the umbilical cord is wrapped around his neck. He had a looper. Yeah, which it, you um, you were an extreme looper. Yeah. So I had, uh, when I was born, I had the umbilical cord wrapped around my head five, my, my, around my neck five times. And when you're in that state, you're pretty much tied to the placenta in there. Yeah, you're like leashed. And so you're leashed, you're anchored, and so like all the contractions push you, but you're, you've got nowhere to go, and then that like cord just tightens around your neck Ugh. with every contraction. They had to like pull me out with forceps. Um, so you saw this and you were like, hey, keep going. And I was like, okay. And it's always, yeah, it's always wigged me out because they said I was the first one born alive, like with the five wrap. Yeah, that's crazy. Umbilical cord at that hospital. I'm like, uh, my mom always says that everybody in the room got quiet, like when they realized that I had that uh, five looper because they were just like, this this guy's not going to make it basically. Oh. Which, I don't know, like, I was a baby, I, I fucking missed it all. It's not like I'm some kind of <laughs> hero, you know, but uh, when I saw it on, uh, when I saw it on Sam, I was just like, I recognized it right away of like, oh, the cord's around his neck, let's not just, like, let's not pause, you're gonna have to just keep him coming out, which, after the head's out, like... For me, anyways, it's my all downhill. Yeah. has always just been, once the head's out, then it just whoosh, like... At the most, one more push, and he's out. And wish it was, man. He went from, but he went from that where I was like, like that was the first part where I was genuinely nervous. Like I wasn't nervous at all that he was being born and Cheryl wasn't there yet and uh, any of that. Like I was totally fine and with it, cool as a cucumber. Like I knew it would be no big deal. And then when I saw that quarter in his neck, I was like, I was still no big deal, but the butterflies started. You know, like yeah. It wasn't like I was in panic mode, but I was in like elevated kind of, I don't know. There's this point where if you have any kind of experience in like first aid or trauma response or life-saving or lifeguarding or anything like that, uh, there's this kind of emotional and mental state that kicks in when things are really, uh, I don't know, there's like a sense of like heightened trauma or danger. You know, sure. And so you feel that energy around you, but you can't get it. You can't let it get inside you. Yep. And inside your head, you just have to be ready for the response. It's kind of like it's not really unlike the uh, feeling I've talked about before with watching horror movies or going to haunted houses, except for there's no anger with it because like it's all there for a reason. Like none of it's fake. It's all real. Yeah. You're just preparing to respond. Absolutely, yeah. And so that's kind of the mode I went. I was just like, oh, shit is real as real can get. The adrenaline kicked in. And it was only like 20 or 30 seconds worth of that, thank God. Because it just came right out, like, right into my arms. Yep, right to you. Right into my hands, really, because he just was so little. He's a little dude. And I had his chest right in the palm of my hands, like his chest and chin. And I was just holding him face down so that, like, all of that water and gunk could get out of his mouth and get his airway clear. And then he coughed and he started crying, man. And I was like, yeah, we're right good away. to go. We're so good to go. And then Ray brought all the towels so I could lay my bloody ass down on the bed. <laughs> yep. 
And we were good. Ray, get us two towels. Now get us two more towels. Now get us another towel. She brought us like seven towels all together. Yeah. Just keep them coming. But the whole time, both the girls were just like, oh, oh." I don't know where John was around. John was around. Yeah. He wasn't like all caught up in it. Well, once I laid down in the bed, uh, I think Cheryl got there maybe five minutes later. Yeah. We had Mm -hmm. just delivered like the the placenta and put it in the bowl. Yep. In the bowl, in the silver bowl. Just plopped it in the bowl, and, uh, and yep. she she got there like just shortly after that. But at that point, John was up on the bed with me too, and I was nervous about how John was going to handle the baby because my friends that have two boys have all told me the same story of, oh yeah, you know, that second boy comes around, the first one just wants to beat its ass because they want their mom, <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, like. I just gave birth. I don't feel like fighting off an (laughs) 18-month-old. But he came right over to Sam, and he looked at him and then, like, started petting his head real gentle. And then he was like, toes, toes. He just kept saying toes and pointing to his toes and kissing him. I was like, oh, it must help having older sisters. Yeah, but... And the girls were like, can I hold him? Can I hold him? Can I hold him? I was like, no, not yet, man. And we're at home, too. Like, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's a... There's an element of that. Like, yeah. It's not like you were gone for, like, this is how most hospital births go is you disappear for like 36 to 72 hours and then you come back with this new baby out of nowhere. Oh, right. True. Yeah. Instead of like, he's right there. We all meet him at the same time, you know? Yeah. And he's part of that energy and part of that experience. Um, I think I think it does make a di- uh, difference. Yeah. Now, we're like, oh, you leave me for three days, and now who's this? I know the girls now have a realistic perspective on birth, too. Yeah. Rayla goes, Mom. How's that for science class? <laughs> Mom, why didn't you tell me it was going to hurt? And I said, because I was hoping it didn't. <laughs> like, you know, there's always that uh, orgasmic birth potential in the back of my head. That's the only way to make this better. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was like, it's not that bad. I told her, I was like, I was only grunting for like 15 minutes. All right. <laughs> oh. It was great. It was just so intimate. So it was just us, you know? Like, Yeah, I loved that. It's sort of what we've... Uh, it's just further down the path of... It's like what we've always wanted, but we never forced yeah. this whole time, you know? like, um, And it couldn't have happened last time because you had that cervical lip and it just was like... Without help and experts, like... Yeah. and He never would have popped out. John was positioned sunny side up or face up, so that also... With the first one, Ray... Difficult. Oh, that would have been a breeze. It was close. You know, we were almost close to doing that with Ray, really. Yeah, Cheryl got there, and she was in the birth canal. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, give it a push. And then she was out. <laughs> and then yeah. Asina was six hours total... And Cheryl got there just a little bit early, and she. But it was pretty much the same thing. Like, oh, you can push now. Yeah. And then she was out. And then John was tricky, but to Cheryl, we're just like the easiest clients. <laughs> so she got there, and she was just like, "Oh, you guys." Yep. She told me I should get into birth. I was like, "Man, I'm into birth. I've had four. <laughs> like, <laughs> been into birth for five and a half years. What are you talking about?" Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great one. So. That was epic. It just kind of occurred to me because I was thinking about this earlier today, and I feel like you've been pregnant forever. <laughs> well, I basically have. I just mean like with the 
I just mean like specifically with Sam. Sam, yeah. Well, nine months is a good span of time, but I wasn't. Like I just, I just see you big and round still. <laughs> this <laughs> you know always I mean? happens. And uh... I remember after Ray was born, we went somewhere. And you turned around and patted my belly. <laughs> and that's what I was like, oh, he has the postpartum blues too. <laughs> it's not even blues like I miss it. It's just oh, yeah. I feel like, uh, I don't know. Like I just feel, I just feel like, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it other than that. Like I just feel like you've always been pregnant, you know? Yeah. Like I met you pregnant. <laughs> even though I know that's not the case, you know what I mean? That would be crazy. Hmm. No, but I mean... We're what, like 18 months between all of our kids, pretty much? Uh, give or take, yeah, a little bit here. Yeah. So it's a good chunk of yeah. pregnancy time. And well, then I party hard. <laughs> <laughs> In the in-between time. Yep. Because, like, think about this. Nashville, not pregnant. Yep. Get home from Nashville, pregnant. Yep. Well, you so. mean, Nashville was a wild time. Yep. Anyone who missed out, missed out. That's true. True. But, man, little Sam, he looks a lot like me. He does look like you. Just like Asina looked a lot like me too mm-hmm. when she was born. But he came out with uh, some hair on his head, which is unusual for our babies. They're usually little Charlie Browns, mm-hmm. little cue balls with no hair. And it looked dark. I was like, wow, this could be it. But three days in now or so, is it three, four, four days? Uh, Let's see, Saturday. It's starting. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's Actually, he was alive most of Friday too, so it's yeah. really five. Yeah, his hair's already starting to turn gold. I'm like, oh, man. Some lady, when we were out in public uh, a month ago or so, she <laughs> looked at my belly and then looks at the kids and Spence and goes, gee, you think this one's going to look like the rest of them? Because <laughs> people just think our kids are all like twins or triplets. I'm like, ah, yeah. I get constantly asked if the girls are twins. Now I know it's going to happen to the boys, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't People think- are going to, like, it'll be once... Once Sam is like a year old or more, then people will be like, oh, two sets of twins. Yeah. Guarantee it. They're just going to say that all the time. I think so. I realized this as soon as I realized he looked way more like C. And I don't like, there's so many differences between the girls, you know? Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Visually to me. Maybe I'm used to it because I'm around them all the time. But I'm always blown away by the people that ask me if they're twins. Like walking in or out of into or out of stores, which is a lot of places. Yeah, I'd say fifty percent chance we leave the house, someone's gonna ask about them being twins. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it blows I, my mind. I don't think they look very much alike either. And they're like a couple inches different in height. <laughs> like, yeah, the hair length is way different too. Like, dude, they're a year and a half apart. No, they're not twins. But hey, what do I? What do I know? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, this kid is yours because it looks like all the other ones <laughs> in some way or another. That's true. There's never any question about that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, there was a question of would we be able to pull off a, a bulls with buds on the uh, very very night of uh, Sam's birth? And the answer obviously was no. Nah. Okay, you started asking me, you're like, Are you what did you, I don't remember how you asked it, but you're just like, we should probably postpone the bowls of buds, huh? As I'm standing over that trash basket, you know, like the waste basket, like yeah, dripping and like ready to push. I'm like, I just inquired about it because that's when I read the uh, message. And what did I say? My I w- boy, effortless. I was like, I don't want to think about anything right now or yeah. something. <laughs> well, was- your first response at- before that was, I could probably do it or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, No, what I'm trying to say is we're not doing it. Like. 
And I and I had also said like right away I was like and tomorrow seems too soon also. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Sam was born at eight thirty a.m. Right. So I was like, oh yeah, twelve hours I can do it. But this is <laughs> this is my problem. Yeah. Is recovery. This is where I biffed it with my last pregnancy experience. Is the recovery right. thing because I cannot stand sitting around doing nothing. And I have to look at it as recovery isn't sitting around doing nothing. Like, you're letting your body heal. This is a very important step. In fact, maybe the most important. Totally. And so this time, I have not, like, I was prescribed two weeks bed rest. I have not left the bed of my own accord. Like, you carried my ass down to the bowl, and that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I was like, we're really doing it this time. I, was, I said... Yeah. There's going to be a few times where it's just unavoidable that you got to go down to the main floor, you got to get to the basement or whatever. I said, and during those times, I'm going to like, I got this method. I bend, I bend over, I put my ass way back, and I just make a flat, like, bed out of my back. And then you just lay on it. And that's it. You just lay on it. And then I can kind of stand, like, I do a squat. And then once you're, once you're on there, I stand up a little. And you're just flat, and I just try to stay flat and hunched over, like uh, like the old man on that uh, Led Zeppelin album with the big <laughs> uh, faggot on his back or whatever. Uh, that's that's what I feel like. Yeah, that's what I feel like too. A faggot on your back. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long way down to the bowl from the bedroom. <laughs> let me tell you, and I wanted to just take well, the stairs the whole time. And we did it. We took it easy because my yeah. mom came by for a quick visit. That's right. And so I was like, tell you what, at my two o'clock break from teaching, I'll get you down into the living room and then you can just chill there until my mom comes and then you'll be already there. So like you can recover just from that half flight down. And then tonight when we do the show, we'll do the other two sets of stairs. Yep. And then we'll be down here for a long time. You know, we'll be down here for a few hours and then we can do the three up. By that time, it'll be totally fine. So... We have this planned out. I mean, we're trying to be yeah. meticulous about, I don't want you stepping up a single step Yeah. for a while. And uh, it's working out. Yeah. Well, I also appreciate how adamant you've been about this, too. Because. Well, I've just seen, you know. The, you know how I am. The toll that it takes on you and that you're stubborn. And so you're like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'll be fine. I can do this. And it's like, okay, well, we all know you can do it now. You've proved that you can do it. But it's not worth doing it yeah when you could be like recovering and then being you know just putting your body back to where it's supposed to be that's what i'm doing this time it's last time you were like hopping up and down like, we went three to the days zoo later. three days later yeah and i walked the whole zoo yeah that's why his body fell apart that's why my abs never came back together yeah. i had a big hole in my stomach basically. yeah it's fucked up it was fucked up uh you can't so not gonna let that happen this time yeah Thanks yeah. to you. That's right. I'm if, making damn sure. Yeah, exactly. Making damn sure. And you're feeding me well. Man, I got you. I got the kids wrangled up. I'm feeding them, feeding you, feeding these dogs. I'm doing whatever. Feeding these chickens. I'm feeding everybody, man. Yeah, getting clothes on the kids and everything. I got food. Food for all y'all fools, man. Clean dishes. Clean laundry. It's amazing. Down here in the virtual environment, like, I gotta step away. <laughs> Be right back. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's another thing I want to say is just... Like, also, I'm so grateful that the people we've chosen for, lack of a better term, with our care team, 
they all do house visits at this point in time. Yeah. So the midwife comes back to do all the babies, uh, you know, postpartum tests and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Our chiropractor came over yesterday with a travel table and it gave us all an adjustment. Like, how lucky am I? That's, That's the thing now. It's not luck. We, yeah. We have chosen this path specifically for this reason exactly because it's the way that we wanted to... We're doing it the way we wanted to do it. True. You know? And so we already know why the other way is fucked up and we don't want it. And so we demanded this path. So, like... The gratitude is is not missed on me for sure. Like I'm also grateful for like the setup and the experience and like how it has rolled out and like just every little aspect of it. But I think it's important to point out that it's that it's that way because we made it that way. We yeah. decided it's going to be this way, and we did it. That's right. And that was from the start. From when I met you, when you were like, "I'm doing a home birth," you're like, "I'd like to do home births." Yeah. I think I knew you for like a week when you said that. Well, you know, birth videos start popping up on your phone's algorithm or whatever, and you're like, eh, what's going on? <laughs> like, I'm ready. I was like, all right. I know. That when sounds you were fine like, to me. All right. I was like, all right. You're all right, all right. I got no yeah. pushback to that, man. Yeah, it's been really cool. I got no pushback. I got no problems with that. And little Sam is perfectly healthy and happy, which is the most important thing. That's right. So... Other than a shallow latch. Yeah, he's got a little, uh, what do they call it, a tongue tie and a lip tie, both. Yeah. To something on the top and the bottom. The, so. The frenulum, they call that thing. Yeah. It's like if you if you stick your tongue directly up behind your front lip, you can feel that tendon, that little stringy tendon that holds your, your shit to your other shit. I don't know the technical term for it. Holds your lip to your palate. And then you got one underneath your tongue that does the same thing. Um... For, for Gene Simmons, man, he's got this long, stretchy one or whatever, or maybe it's not <laughs> even there. Uh, and for Sam's, it's just a little tight. Yeah. It's a little tight, so. We're going to do some exercises with it. Yeah. Going to try and stretch it out, and there's a few different um, gentle corrections you can do without going straight to the snippy like they do, you know, at the, at the pediatrician or whatever. Yeah. Everything at the fucking pediatrician is like panic mode. Yeah. Full panic mode. Oh, he needs to gain seven more ounces by now. Like, what the fuck? He's not on the curve. I know. Uh, all this kind of shit, you know? But I know he's eating well and doing well because he's filling up diapers and sleeping most of the time. Mm-hmm. And he eats for a long time. So I feel all right about it. Yeah. I also feel all right. And I'm I'm sure Effortless understands. Uh, we mentioned the Bulls with Buds reschedule. We are going to be doing that Friday night. 8 p.m. Central? Still the same time, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, we just bumped it a week because obviously had to do it. So um, everybody's understanding and, uh, you know, baby's born. What are you going to do? You got you to gotta bump it a week. That's just what had to happen. So, yep. <laughs> so we're still excited to talk uh, to Effortless. Yeah. One of the best Canadian trolls, although there are many on NAS. Um, on NOS, I should say. See, this is my world. This is how I live. Na- For me, NAS is no agenda social, and a NAS is network attached storage, which, by the way, finally fulfilled my dream of having one. So if uh, that came, I was delighted yeah. to set that up, and I'm playing with it. I got, like, the basic setup going. I don't really have it to where I want it, where all of my files and folders and everything are on there, and I'm just working strictly off of it. 
I was going to set it all up and then get my flow. Like I wanted tonight's show flow to just be like all in the nest too. But then we had uh, Mr. Sam join us and and plans got postponed. So now I'm, I'm really glad for all of it though, because uh, <laughs> for those of you who've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I'm the kind of guy that likes side projects and I have a lot of uh, lofty dreams, some of which may never come to fruition, which is all right. And uh, I'm I'm well aware of that, and that's fine. But I'm the kind of guy that always has a to-do list of a bunch of different things and a laundry list of these uh, pet projects or these pie-in-the-sky ideas that I want to pull off. And uh, I I fall into these habits, these bad habits of uh, of just letting every day that goes by with all that stuff undone feel like a loss to me or feel like, oh, I'm still not where I want to be. I still don't have X done that I wanted to do. And it it makes me miss all of the accomplishments along the way, you know, and all of these, all these crazy wins that I've had um, because I'm just so focused on what's not done that I it just like it, it, um, it eclipses what has been done. And so this week has just given me a totally new perspective in this like pass of being a little gentler on myself about it. Cause I still had those feelings. It's like another week rolled by and like I still don't have a few applications I want to build and the website done, like all these different things that I've been talking about for way too fucking long um, that I won't rattle off because everybody, everybody's familiar knows like what some of these things are. Uh, and when I had these same like negative thoughts this week, it's like, dude, you had a baby? Like, Yeah, you, you delivered got, your baby. I delivered my, my son. <laughs> uh, just me and my wife. Uh, we're back at school. I'm training at uh, a new instructor. I'm feeding all these <laughs> all these kids and animals running around. Uh, I can't even tell where the animals stop and the kids start. And, uh, you know, we're doing all right. We're doing pretty damn good. Yeah, I was going to say way better than all right. And uh, it just took me, like, I don't know. It, it gave me a new perspective. And uh, that's what I'm going to try to uh, do more often, more frequently now, is like count the wins because of the those things are going to come when they're ready to come. And because they're still on the on the list, because I still want them, like that means they're coming, you know? Uh, it was funny because uh, I've been feeding you nonstop raspberry leaf tea and they got the dumb little quotes on the tea bags, but... You had mentioned to me tonight that you noticed one, and one stood out to me too, because I'm a big fan of Lao Tzu. And one of the quotes was, um, now i got to paraphrase it, but of course with a Chinese translation, that's all you can do is paraphrase anyway. Um, it was uh, something like, nothing in nature is rushed, yet nothing is left undone. You know, And I was just like, damn. Nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished. There you go. That's one translation of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, yeah. I've just been in such a big uh, hunger for a music app and for a new website, for all this shit that I want to do. Um, and it's it's hard to even sit down and work on it because instead of, like, I'm working on step three of it and I want to be step done. And so it makes step three so incredibly frustrating because it feels basic or trivial or like oh i should know how to do this step three shit like i want to be the step done and like showing it off to everybody it's like man you gotta put in the time and uh not only that but like it's it takes time like even like with or without me it takes time 
So I don't know. It's uh, along with our new boy came a lot of like gratitude and perspective that I never had, and like a little more uh, assuredness in myself. Nice. Which feels nice, man. It does. It feels really nice. Yeah, you deserve that. Uh, car's gonna be coming in this week, finally. That's what I heard. Which is just, it's I don't know. It's the synchronicity shit, man. Uh, Sam was born on Friday, and then dude texts me first thing Monday morning to say, "Hey, uh, the car you pre-ordered is gonna come in this week." And I was like, I was I'm always like a worst case scenario type of guy, so I'm just like. They're going to tell us sometime at the very end of December that it's not coming in in December. And, like, December was their predicted arrival month, you know? I was like, yeah, they'll, like, wait until maybe, like, the last week of December, then tell us, oh, maybe January. But no, man, like, (laughs) not even a full business day after he's born. Like, they're like, yep, this week is the week. So that's exciting because now we'll have a vehicle with enough seats for all the asses in our our back. Yep. Uh... Woo, I'll be able to leave the house. <laughs> and then back to teaching again. It'll be an interesting way to close out the year because this is a co-teach this week where I'm teaching a new instructor how to instruct. And like, she's kind of running the show and I'm just there to be the kind of bumpers on the lane, you know? Uh, just like answer questions if she gets stuck or just be a second pair of eyes. And uh, then after that, I do an evening teach. And then after that, I pull a double. So all of that um, also uh, includes a little bit of extra, not hazard pay, you know, but whatever you call it. Yeah. So for two weeks after this, the bowl will start at 10 p.m. Central. That's right. We'll have uh, two weeks of late later starts. Yep. Uh, I may get on here just to throw, like, I may throw some music on at the regular time, but... The music's going to take a while. We won't have the the nine start time. But we'll figure it out. Yep. Always roll with the uh, with the crazy punches life throws. Yep. What can we say? Uh, other than thank you to all the bowlers, we um, appreciate the outpouring of support and the love this week. As uh, we did throw the announcement up on No Agenda Social. And um, lots of love and well wishes. And of course, is everybody... Uh, Everybody who's been around knows by now we are value for value. And so um, it's just it's just humbling to see the support this week, and uh, we really appreciate that. I should start uh, with the PayPals. So we did have a couple come in, and um, we had some lovely notes here. So the first one to come in was Sir Oma. All right. Thanks, Sir Oma. Who we uh, appreciate very much. And for uh, twelve two twenty two Sam's birthday, he gave us uh, one twenty two twenty two. Woo! On the old PayPal's. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Sir Oma. And uh, his note says twelve twenty uh, twelve two twenty two. Welcome, Samuel. Ooh! Congrats to you both. Well, thank you very much for that. We appreciate that. And then uh, Byron Giant. Now that we know how to say it, uh, friend Luke on No Agenda Social. A row of ducks for the little fella. Twenty-two, twenty-two. The ducks. Thank you. Appreciate that, sir. Uh, and then coming under the wire, a mere thirty minutes ago, brand new, hot off the presses. It's our buddy Net Ned. Oh, Net Ned. And uh, his notes say, his note says, excuse me, 
uh, two parents times two daughters times two sons equals one family equals 222. Love you guys. Uh, $222. Thank you so wow, much. Wow, thank you, NetNed. We appreciate that very much. We love you too, NetNed. What a fantastic guy. Absolute sweetheart. So we appreciate that very much. Uh, we also have some tremendous support coming in on the uh, new podcast apps. This new thing, this new fandangled thing that we're building on top of the uh, Bitcoin Lightning Network. And you can play along. You just got to take all your clothes off and go to nudepodcastapps.com. Get yourself a nude podcast app. Um, not one of those silly textile apps, uh, but a nude one. We have... Uh, somewhere the helipad is hiding. Here we go. I always like to start from the last show. So, of course, since there was no bulls with buds over the past week, we can just go straight from Harv Hat's 1420 that he likes to exit on from Boo CLI. Thank you, Harv Hat. Um, next to come along was our buddy Pfeiffer. Woo! Uh, the Reverend. Reverend Pfeiffer there. And uh, he sends us 3,006 sats from Fountain. No note on that one. But then a follow-up. One 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 eight two one. Hey, big bad boost. Boost. Um, and he says, "Baby boost." Congrats! Thank you, Pfeiffer. We appreciate that. That's a stick, Missouri smash. That's right. That is a stick, Missouri smash. It's uh the eighteen twenty one with a one one on the front, and uh, Shirley right here. Appreciate you. Uh, then we had Harv Hat coming in from Boost CLI again. Uh, 22,122. All right. Thanks, Harv Hat. And he says, happy birthday, Samuel. Uh, 2212 of 2022, December 2nd. Another birthday boost on the literal day of his birth. Next up, the lovely Quirkass coming in from Fountain for 42,000 sats. Ooh. Thanks, Quirkass. She says, howls upon happy high howls for cub number four, bravely brought into the wonderful world full of love and light. You lovely lupines so richly provide. She's got some wolves and hearts there. And then she says, congrats and cheers for the best wolfy six pack of all time. And Aww. some more hearts, uh, clinky, clinky champagne and smoochy moji. Mwah! Well, thank you, Quirk S. Rock on. Smoke on. Mwah. Uh, next up... We have Hey Citizen hit us up at 6969. He's coming out of Podverse and uh, he just says, You guys, with a little heart. <laughs> you guys. Uh, no, you guy. You guy. I have a little gift from, Har- uh, from Hey Citizen that we're going to play. Sweet. Um, getting my H's tangled. Uh, but yeah, Hey Citizen, he sent me a little gem that we're going to play uh, just in a little bit. I'm so excited about it. It really tickled my pickle. Well, uh, thanks, Hey Citizen. Yes, thank you, sir. Appreciate your support. Uh, 8888 is next from our man Lavish. Hey. Uh, he's coming out of the Fountain app, and he says, smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. Yeah. Thanks, Lavish. Advice. Oh, man. You mind if I do a J? <laughs> Please. Not at all. Not at all. I've got this uh, half. I, this is what I do with these uh, joints of the Adam Curry shit. Is I roll a big fatty like I always do, and then I just smoke half and I put it down because I'm like, "You good? I'm good. We're good." 
Yep. And then I got another half. It's like the perfect second round later on, some whenever, like the next round is. Perfect. Perfect size. Half joint at a time. Uh, 42.69 from Harvaddy hit us with that just under an hour ago when we went live. And uh, then Bully Steed, uh, that was from Boost CLI, by the way, Harvat. Thank you, sir. Uh, Bully Steed's next up out of Fountain. 3333. Wow, that, that was extra weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an octave down on my bell. What the hell? Bell. Thank you. Thanks, Bully. Uh, Bully says Wolfgang Boost in the bowl. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Servo coming in from Curio Caster. And uh, he sends 13,337. Woo! That's elite boost there. And he says Cub Karma. Boost. Thank you. Thank you for the Cub Karma. We appreciate that very much. Uh, 3333. Coming in from Harv Hat, that boost CLI. He says Baby Boost. Uh, so thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, next up is Boobery. Boobs. Our man Boobs. Uh, 33,420. What a stony Ooh. boost. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks, um, boobs. There's a bonger for that. Oh, yeah. Get it all. <coughs> oh, shit. Uh, Booberry, uh, f- from BooCLI, by the way, as well. Uh, Booberry has a question for us, so let's hear this question. How much you want for your pot? <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, Lorian, tell me, message us uh, on that. I have been totally absent from fucking everything since Friday for obvious reasons. Just, um, you know, we put the birth announcement on and I like replied to what I saw in my scrolly wheel, you know, like what I was able to. I tried to thank people who wished us well, but uh, I'm sure I miss some people. And then you just told me tonight that he sent us that uh, that Trumpy clip. Yeah. So uh, this is fantastic, by the way. Uh, How much you want for your pot? How much you want for your pot? So good. Love it. Um, sent us that on the Spook dot social. So uh, yeah, we we've been we've been loving the Spook dot social lately, but I haven't logged into uh, shit for probably forty eight hours. You should never log into shit. <laughs> I tend to log out of shit. <laughs> Not in. Uh, 6969. Uh, one more time from Hey Citizen. 6969, dudes! Thank you very much. And uh, that's from Hey Citizen. Did I say that? Podverse is the app there. No, no. Just a boost. We thank you. And then Lavish coming in again. That's five threes, 33333. Oh, thank you. Out of that fountain app. He says, happy birthday to Sam and happy day to the bowlers and affiliates. <laughs> well, happy day to all of you out there and uh, happy day to you, Lavish. Appreciate you, man. Much love to everybody out there. Um, gosh, what can I say? We just... Uh, I know, I'm literally speechless. It's, cause yeah. I just heard from so many people and... Uh, it's heartwarming. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm supposed to do like the the ever faithful value for value pitch and, and bring it back to that and just talk about what it's all about. But there's nothing that I can say if you don't get it. Like there's nothing, there's nothing I can say that's going to make it click for you if you don't get it. You have to get the fuck in here and live it to understand it. But when you do, I promise you, 
if you make an honest commitment to this value for value shit, you will be blown away. You'll be blown away. Yeah, there's uh, no going back once you see behind the V for V curtain. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you all so much. We love you guys. And um, of course, there's other ways to contribute value. It's true. Art, news clips, which I received this week. Very helpful. Appreciate that. Uh, what else? You can always, the simplest way is to pass the bowl to someone that might enjoy it. Absolutely. And of course, every week, we love hearing from you. So we have a first time I ever topic. And this week, we want to hear about the first time you ever pulled a prank. So if you want to leave a voicemail or send a text, just pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of I also need to add a couple of people that uh, I'm looking in the chat right now and I see some chats that didn't show up on Helipad for some reason. Uh-oh, your Helipad is still wonky. Uh, which is kind of wild because I, like I, I feel like I swear I heard the pins fall, but I'm not looking at entries in my, in my uh, Helipad. So I'm going to read those here. Uh, let's see. So Quirk S came in 3369. Woo! And uh, that was out of Fountain. She said, hunches for bunches and bundles of love. Oh, Heart, wolf, heart. And then Bully Steed came back again, uh, 12,220 via Fountain. Woo! She said, happy birthday, Samuel Wolfgang. So thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, and we appreciate that. We don't want to uh, miss nobody. So that is why we have the backup um, the boost bot is on it. The boost after boost. Boost after boost. Boost after boost in the chat. And uh, hey, if you're not in the chat, you can go click on listen live at bullafterbull.com. There's a little Kiwi link. You can get right into the chat. You can just pick a name. It doesn't matter. You don't really need a password if you use that. Because um, we're crazy like that. We're wild and crazy. So now is the time in the show where we usually uh, slide into a little bit of... Oh, you know who really made me want to build a node this week? Who? Hey, Citizen. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he sent me a beautiful piece of art that I simply have to play for you. Um, he made us a song. <gasps> a song? I know. Oh, it's so fantastic. I pull it up here. Uh, which is going to take me a couple clicks, but uh, he sent this just before the show tonight, and I was just like, oh, man, absolutely perfect. I'm going to play the whole thing. Okay. I'm fixing a note where my sat's coming to get my treasure traveling where it And I'm routing through tour For when my sides are tunneling There they will go And it really doesn't matter Unless you're 
kicks so much ass yeah man. it did that was fantastic hey citizen what a bowler what a bowler what an absolute lad oh man i was so pleased um you know i i'm definitely uh gonna post this also in the in the casey bitcoiners hell yeah <laughs> and just be like for you fuckers that still are trying to wrap your head around value for value and you're crunching numbers and you're like doing these clicks and you're fucking dividing by pi and all this other bullshit that you have to do looking deep up your own asshole to find the answer like how do you put a how do you put a number on this what i just played for you and this man's work and this man's talent and this man's art you can't but you this can't. is value <laughs> this is what value for value brings you you think that some fucking uh stamps.com sponsor is going to make you something so fucking beautiful like that with all of like your show memes and like just somebody who's there who's who's getting it in real time like that that was so beautiful man and we appreciate that that blew me Heck away yeah we're gonna have to take little chunks of that out and p- like put it in uh when we roll into the v for v thank you segment i think that's I gonna think make so. a, it's gonna make a nice transition that was epic oh uh, when you'd said uh you don't know why the channel's force closed yeah. oh that hit me dude <laughs> that hit me really where it hurts because i had a couple more mystery force closes yesterday including uh Mine. between you and me yep on fucking nodes that run in the same goddamn house it's like dude come on come what's on, going on oh geez uh, well, that's a perfect way to end that segment. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that was epic. Uh, there are some interesting things in on-chain and off-chain, but I promise I won't let it go as long as uh, it usually does. Uh, including, I just thought it was kind of funny, that uh, this week, Fountain's Twitter was permanently suspended. Uh, then it was reinstated. Permanently temporary. Permanently temporary, yeah. They got a permanent suspension with no explanation, uh, and then they were reinstated just a few hours later. No explanation why, no idea why. Uh, The rumor mill churning says they have it figured out. It was like a big bot clampdown, which uh, hasn't hit any of the bots. This is the annoying thing. So uh, frequently, because of the generous love and support from you bowlers out there, 
um, specifically the ones using FountainApp, uh, we find ourselves up in the single digits of the fountain charts um, with with some frequency. And just about every time that Fountain decides to screen cap the, the top 10 and tweet it out and tag us all, all of the top 10 in it, I immediately get these fucking crypto bots replying to the shit and they'll be like, follow us for weekly pumps on the shit stomp thump thump uh and other ignorant shit like this or sometimes the bots won't even be that sophisticated they'll be like i like it and that'll be like the content of the tweet and it'll be some fucking bitcoin influencers uh profile image and their bio just like directly copied and you know yeah. I'll, I'll be like oh wow uh oh De- matto De- or uh you know marty bent or Fucking a lot of these guys, I'll be like, oh, Odell's adding me. And then I'm like, wait, no, that's, that can't be right. And it, of course, isn't. Be some like username with a bunch of numbers in it. So I'm like, okay, they're going to ban Fountain. It had to be just a bot or an automated thing that they were trying to roll out. They're trying all kinds of shit over there at Twitter right now. It's just a mess. It's an absolute mess. Say, so you're going to, you're going to ban Fountain app their Twitter account, but you're not going to fucking ban these obvious spam bots that always spawn on every tweet that he, like, if you even mention Bitcoin or anything, all of a sudden there's these fucking jerk-offs. Follow, follow my daily pumps. Follow us for the daily pumps. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's so annoying. Yeah, I'm like, how do you miss that? How do you miss that? It's, it's blatantly obvious, and I block every fucking one of them every time, but it's like, uh, okay, Elon. Uh, you want to get rid of the bots? Just take a look at my block list because it's the only accounts I block are these dumbass obvious bot accounts. There you go. You can have it for free. It's value for value. Oh, what else happened this week? What else happened this week? Strike expanded to Africa. That was today, actually. They rolled out uh, remittance options. So U.S. users can now send uh, remittance payments over to... Uh, Kenya, Ghana, and Nigeria, I believe, are the first three that are turned on. I think they're going to roll out more senders and more receivers as time goes on. But that's what they launched today, uh, which is cool. So basically how it works is um, there's now like a send globally feature for U.S. Strike users. And you open the Strike app, and through a partnership with a payments platform in Africa called Bitnob, they allow you to send remittance payments using the Lightning Network as the transfer mechanism, and then when they get to the, to the recipient, they're instantly converted into the local currency. So like hmm. the Naira or the SETI or shillings, depending on where it's going. And then it's either deposited directly into their bank account, uh, or there's a mobile money account people can have, or directly with Bitnob, whatever this Bitnob platform is, uh, you can receive it there. So basically... Uh, instead of, you know, giving a big chunk to Western Union, you can just pay a, a lightning payment fee, which is uh, fractions of a penny, and uh, way faster. Way faster, way more affordable, way easier. You don't have to go to a Western Union to do it. Um, so this is um, slowly and surely, like, it's a big bear market, and everybody's talking about, oh, we lost money in all these fucking overleveraged Ponzi schemes, but Bitcoin is actually uh, helping... The people it set out to help, which is the unbanked, which is the people who are cut off from all of this uh, first world financial system, uh, Bitcoin doesn't give a shit about the the barriers that have been put up 
by the people controlling everything. Uh, it's a big route around for that. And Strike is really one of the companies that I think that's helping pr- prove that. Uh, Strike is already pretty cool in that you can send dollars and receive sats, and it just kind of seamlessly works. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic uh, way to buy. In, in my opinion, it's one of the, be- the better buying experiences if you're just buying Bitcoin. If you're looking to like, how do I put 20 bucks in and fill one of these new podcast app wallets? Personally, I like Strike the best. Um, there are more privacy-centered options, so it's not the probably foremost in terms of privacy, but in terms of speed and in terms of uh, just in terms of ease of use, um, it's 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 one of the better ones in my opinion. They don't do a hell of a lot of KS, KYC, like a name and an email, I believe, is all you need if you're not planning on uh, throwing more than like 500 bucks at a time in there or something. I think you can do up to a thousand with just a name and an email. So it's really not that deep, but, um, yeah, it's a good option. If you're just like, how the fuck do I get dollars into sets? How do I turn dollars into sets? What's nice too, is you can just put 20 bucks into strike and then you can scan a lightning invoice. Like you don't have to buy Bitcoin off of strike. You don't have to go in and be like, Oh, I want the Bitcoin now at this price. You just have the money in strike. You have 20 bucks in strike. And then you can go over to Fountain App and say, okay, add 100,000 sats to the Fountain App. And then you just scan that invoice that Fountain gives you with the strike. And boom, you send dollars in. Get sats out. Uh, so that's something to look into. Pretty cool. Uh, Ledger announced a new product coming out. They're going to do a Ledger Stacks, which is uh, a product they say that's going to be able to be used with a phone directly. You don't need to plug it into a computer. So, of course... These are hardware wallets, or as uh, the more semantic arguers have been trying to change the term to uh, hardware signing device. It really just provides an extra um, key to sign these transactions. But um, it's a cold storage solution if you want a little safer spot to store all your Bitcoins. Um, It's supposed to launch next year. It's going to be almost twice as much. As the Ledger Nano X, which currently retails 149 bucks, this new thing is gonna be 279. But uh, the designer's a heavy hitter, inventor of the iPod, and co-creator of the iPhone, Tony Fidel. Mm. So they got the big boys on it. It's supposed to be uh, available next March. So me, I, my uh, hardware signing device is a cold card, and not even the newest one. It's the older Mark III. But I want it at a Bitcoin meetup. So that's how we do it. Oh, sorry, <laughs> we're not we're not shilling out three hundred bucks for a hardware wallet quite yet. <laughs> Maybe someday, right? Maybe someday. When it had a Bitcoin meetup in the future. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, Casa has announced that uh, going to step into the shitcoin territory. Ooh! Now you can uh, also secure your Ethereum. Am I standing in poop? Am I standing in poop? Oh my goodness gracious! Couldn't believe it. There it is. That's the sound of the shitcoin hitting. Yes, Casa has already updated their title tag at keys.casa, their website, to say, Casa, secure self-custody for Bitcoin and Ethereum. Mm. So just another, I don't know, um, a little red flag. Casas are waving. What are you guys doing over there, man? Don't, don't shitcoin. People are going to get wrecked. People are going to get wrecked, but they're going to get wrecked safely and securely with self-custody. Uh, on the Ethereum side of things. So there's that. <laughs> there's that. 
let's see what else happened. What else happened? There is a neat project that uh, came across my radar called Lightning Privacy Research. We'll have a link in the show notes. It's a little project that is open source, so I'll have a link to a GitHub page. But they're doing some uh, they're doing some research on how to make the Lightning Network a little bit more private. So essentially, the way it works right now is there's pretty poor receiver privacy. The receiver knows that they got sats from whatever sender, uh, and really all that they can see as far as the route goes is the route that it came into them from. So like the last hop and the channel that came in, you know, that it came in from. Whereas the sender can see the entire route, uh, every hop all the way to the receiver. And what they are suggesting is a new kind of blinded routing where the sender just routes to um, one of the middle nodes in the route and then hands off the uh, the duty of constructing the, the rest of the route to the sender. And so the sender, or excuse me, they hand that off to the receiving node, right? So like this, the sending node would know, let's say there's five hops and the sender would know the first three hops and the receiver would know the last three hops. And so they would both know that middle node but the sender just has to build the first half of the route and then the receiving node builds the second half of the route, uh, which kind of obscures some of that route for both parties so that the receiver isn't just stuck with this blind, oh, I know what one node that's coming in, while it, whereas the sender sees the whole route. So I don't know. There's, there's guys that are just so into privacy and um, I respect that a lot. Um, I, am, I am not as well-versed in it. But I think that all of these kind of things are important. They have important implications of uh, use and adoption of the Lightning Network going further into the future. So uh, I'm excited. Excited that other people are working on Lightning in these different ways. And I know that that's been a, a big sticking point for a lot of people who are super, uh, super privacy aware. Um, it's kind of funny because I've heard arguments on both sides that the Lightning Network is less private and the Lightning Network is more private. And uh, I got to believe it's kind of like there's some trade-offs either way, you know? Yeah. Because obviously uh, a Lightning payment isn't recorded on the public ledger for all of eternity. Um, but depending on how you set your channels up, like if you have a public node with public channels as we do here, then um, that is gossiped out and announced to the entire network. So, you know... You got your pros and cons, your trade-offs when it comes to privacy. So we'll keep an eye on that as it develops. Look who decided to join us. You know, I told you earlier, uh, um, once Douchebag Pat finds out that uh, there's a new wolf cub in the bowl, maybe he'll he'll come back. He's going to hop back in. Because he, once once we uh, put... Uh, once we were laying John down in the crib for the night, and uh, he was no longer our added guest, <laughs> Douchebag Pat was like, oh, I don't want to listen to these two idiots. Yeah. I just, the baby. The, I just want to hear the little wolf cub, man. Fussing and saying stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, that's your shit state for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You want a little top 333 action? Bring it on. In Colombia, there was a landslide that buried a bus and killed 33 people. <laughs> Three of those people were kids. Uh, nine people were rescued alive inside that bus, though. Oh. So, that's wild. All of them, multiple of threes. Yeah. 33 dead, three of them kids. 
Nine rescued. Nine alive. Which is three threes is nine. Yep. That's a crazy. Lot. Huh? That's a lot going on there, man. Feels like an episode of Lost almost. It does. Yeah. The landslide buries a bus. Ugh. National garbage recycling rate has gone up to thirty three percent in Malaysia. Whoa. <laughs> Hard-hitting news tonight. <laughs> Got to recycle. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to get that rate up to 40%. Got to get those numbers up, man. Those are rookie numbers. Yeah, but 33 is where the headline is made. Yeah, well, you got to wait to write the story until you get right there at the sweet spot, 33. A weird one out of massive two shits. Uh -oh. A 33-year-old man fell onto an on-ramp near the Ted Williams Tunnel in Boston and died. So he was in a car. Uh, with two other passengers and a driver. He was uh, one of the passengers mm -hmm. of three passengers. And they were stuck in traffic, just sitting there still. So he gets out of the vehicle and then just like walks towards the railing and hops over it as if he was totally unawares that there's a 40-foot drop on the other side of it that goes right onto the on-ramp. Oh, geez. So I don't, I mean, he could have been aware. He could have been fully aware. He could have just been like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out with this life. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, his name hasn't been released yet. We just know he was 33. So the no one else got out of that vehicle. And the exit is by uh, the airport. Crazy. So they weren't going to the airport. Pretty weird. Super weird. Yeah, it's freaky. And a little bonus 33. I saw that Medtronic had to put out a new safety alert on one of their uh, HVADs, the Heartware Ventricular Assist Device, which is a heart pump. It's actually been discontinued since June of 2021 because it had so many different types of recalls and safety events. But all of a sudden, they got 33 complaints for the driveline cover, which is this small, flexible plastic tube that's threaded onto the cable, which is inserted through the skin to connect to the implant and then to an external controller. And uh, God forbid your external controller needs to be changed or something. I guess that the plastic is just hardening to the point where you can't have it removed unless it's like surgically done. So all 33 of the patients who complained about this are okay. There's been no like life-threatening injuries, but four had to have their pumps turned off while the cover was serviced and removed, which is not where you want to be. And four had to be hospitalized to fix the cover. So uh, the issue is listed as plasticizer loss. So like I said, that plastic just becomes rock hard over time and has to basically be busted out to be replaced. <laughs> fun times, fun times. Uh, people were coughing into coffins this week. There were 33 deaths from the coup allegedly reported in Taiwan. And then there was a fun story out of California where a former, former Napa naturopath, Julie Mazzi, gets 33 months in prison in a COVID fraud case. Oh, boy. What did she do? She was, uh, according to the Napa Valley Register, the nation's first case of fake, faking vaccination cards during the scamdemic. So she issued at least 200 Moderna cards saying people had received the uh, injections and they had not. And so once uh, someone tipped off the feds to this, they started investigating her and found that she had 
also been selling folks fake immunization cards saying that their kids had been getting the uh, standard childhood vaccines to go to public schools and whatnot. Uh, They also are trying to nail her for these homeopathic pellets she was selling, claiming they would provide lifetime immunity from the vid by including trace amounts of the virus to prompt an antibody response. So, uh, yeah, she pled guilty to wire fraud and making false statements in the healthcare matter. And um, then, interesting move, fired her attorney and started representing herself, which always makes things a lot more fun to listen to. Because one of her arguments is, well, I have sovereign immunity as a First Nation person, and I'm insulated Mm. from prosecution by federal authorities. I see. But yeah, 33 months in prison, so it didn't really work. Doesn't doesn't usually work that way now. No, no. Good try, I guess. <laughs> is this lawful law? <laughs> uh, what what you're missing is proving subject matter jurisdiction, which has yet to be proven in this court. Grounds. <laughs> anyway, let's go behind the curtain. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's some grounds I want to cover. Is that stuff? I'm ready. We talked uh, last week about Brittany Griner updates. And how she had been moved to the penal colony and her attorneys had visited her, but the U.S. Embassy in Moscow had not received notification that she had been moved. Well, this was a big CNN story this week. Uh, Russian government notifies U.S. Embassy last week about Griner's transfer two weeks later. But as the bowlers may remember, they said it was going to be two weeks because they mail it out. It's a, their notification standard there is a letter in the mail. So they said, which usually takes two weeks. And it did. Um, but interesting update mentioned here, and should have been a headline, I think, but isn't. Uh, Paul Whelan, who of course is being negotiated for in this potential uh, prisoner swap, his family hasn't been able to reach him for over a week. And the last thing they heard was that he's at a prison hospital. But I guess they have their suspicions about that. So that's a no bueno. No doubt. Then Secretary of State Antony Blinken was on Face the Nation last night. So I grabbed a clip of that because, of course, Gritney came up. The Biden administration did put an offer on the table when it comes to a prisoner swap with Russia. That was back in July. Two weeks ago, right. you said Russia has a failure to seriously negotiate. Has that changed? Is Russia serious now? Uh, Margaret, as you know, we did put a significant proposal on the table uh, many months ago. And since then, we've been engaged repeatedly in uh, any way that we can to try to uh, advance it and uh, to look to see if there are different permutations uh, that could uh, achieve what we're trying to achieve, which is to get our people home. Uh, Brittany Griner, Paul Whelan. Um, We're uh, engaged in that on on a regular basis. Uh, And it's my determination that we bring our people home. We will not stop until we do. But if these talks are now active and ongoing, as the White House said, that suggests you think there is some reason to believe they're serious now. You said they weren't serious a few weeks ago. uh, As they say, Margaret, the proof will be in the pudding. We have to see if uh, the engagements that we've had, the discussions that we have, produce an actual result. That's the most important thing. But we are not... uh, uh, resting on uh, on the laurels of having put forward a proposal some months ago. We've been uh, actively engaged over these many months uh, to try to move things forward. 
Russia wants a one-for-one swap. How do you decide which American gets left behind? I'm going to pause it there for a second because I thought that was an interesting way to phrase it. Yeah. I had been taking this the whole time as like, Oh, you are asking for two prisoners. Correct. So we get to ask for two prisoners. They're reframing they're it. They're reframing it one for one. Yeah, they're trying to reset expectations or something. Yeah, you decide which one is going to yeah, go Who gets home. left behind? Yeah, what? So here's what he has to say. I'm not going to get into the details of this. It would be counterproductive for me to get into the specifics of anything that we're saying or that the Russians are saying uh, and that we're hearing. My determination is one way or another. Uh, as long as it takes to get people home. Uh, Some months ago, we brought back another American who was being arbitrarily and unjustly detained in Russia, Trevor Reed. Um, And my efforts, the efforts of the entire administration, are to bring both Paul and Brittany home. To bring them both home, but Russia wants a one-for-one swap. Again, I'm not going to get into the into the details well, that's um, a, of where we are. Russian media has been reporting. So in your well, view, is it Russian all media, or nothing? Russian nothing. media reports a lot every day that I wouldn't necessarily take at face value. And you so fuckers that's not what do the Russians too. have told you. Uh, again, I'm not going to get into the details of it. It'd be counterproductive to do that. And as we said at the time that we brought Trevor Reed home, um, we weren't able to get Paul back then. We weren't able to get Brittany back then. We said we were determined to make sure that they do come home. So one way or another... Uh, one day or another, uh, we're going to see that through, uh, and we have to find the most effective way. Look, uh, the, uh, the other side gets a vote in this. It's not just uh, what we want. It's what uh, they're prepared to do, uh, and this is something that we're working on almost every day. Wow. Almost every day. They can say so much about the same shit, though. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's I know. It's like... Uh, Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. It's like Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man like uh, throughout time and space. It's like, uh, you know, several weeks ago you said that they weren't serious. Were you serious about them not being serious? And now are they serious? And are you seriously saying that they're serious now when you said they weren't serious seriously a couple of weeks ago? Seriously. <laughs> and they make this a fucking news story. It's crazy. Yep. I know. And then I want to be like, Margaret, do you speak Russian? <laughs> or are you relying on translations for that media? Well, the Russian media is reporting. And then we're reporting. Yeah. So it's been reported. So ridiculous. What are you hearing? I can't say what I'm hearing. Okay, but what are you hearing, though? That's the uh, press is just... That's when the press gets gross to me. Like, a, like you ask a question, and a guy tells you he's not going to answer that question, and even tells you why... He's not going to answer that question. And you keep on, and then you ask it four or five more times. Yeah. Like, bitch, what are you trying to do? What, okay, now what's your purpose? Now what's your purpose? Are you trying to fuck things up? Are you trying to fuck the talks up? Yeah, they're trying to reframe the narrative. I think so. I think they're trying to reset expectations. Yeah, one for one. And it's not going to be two for two. It's going to be one for one. Because like, we've been talking two for two for months now. Yeah. Yeah, just equal. Okay, you want two prisoners, we want two Cause, prisoners. Because we said we want two, and they're like, well, we're not giving you one for two. Yeah, we we're want not another guy. And then it's all been all about, like, who's going to be number two. Like, it's gone over the f- past few months, who's going to be the number two that Russia gets? Now it's like, oh, no, who's who are we going to leave behind? Well, I have a guess. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Poor Paul. Yeah. He's Same already- guy we left behind last time. Of course, we left... They say we left Britney behind last time, too. She had just gotten there. She's the newest right? kid on the block in this uh, whole fucking... Yeah, Trevor Reed was April. Spy swap power struggle thing that's going on. She was got there in February, but Paul's been there since 2018. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, even Mark Fogel's been there longer than that. First in, first out, I say. If you have to pick. Yeah, if you gotta pick. I don't know. Whatever, man. So it's a hopeless situation. Until yep. until something changes, I mean, uh, as it stands right now, I don't I don't really see a ray of sunshine personally. Yeah, like I mentioned, and it uh, hasn't really been talked about that much. Paul is has disappeared. You know, yeah. he, have family hasn't heard from him in a week. I guess they've been able to stay in touch with him pretty well, and they're saying they don't really believe that he's in the prison hospital. So what's up with that? That disappeared him. I mean, that would make the choice easier if there's only one left. Yeah. Russia choose for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Did you see that Biden signed H.R. 8454, the I... Medical Marijuana and Cannabidiol Research Expansion Act? Cannabidiol. I didn't see that, but uh, cool. Yeah, it was yesterday. Historic. Yeah, I haven't been... Uh, <laughs> I, I know. I haven't been nosing the news yeah, lately. We're, we're a bit out of the loop. Yeah. But... Yeah, you know, first standalone federal weed reform legislation to reach the president's desk or be enacted into law. So there, he can put that on his resume. 100% expunged. Uh. <laughs> uh, cannabidiol, cannabidiol, CBD. Cannabidi-bopity-boop. That's the one. <laughs> Oh, that's so ridiculous. It's just, it should just say weed research. It's called weed, man. Yeah. Have you heard of fucking, like, weed, man? But then it's just gross when you start reading it, and it's all like, how do we regulate the research? Yeah. Who has to approve you? Who do you got to pay money to? What's the maximum weight of any uh, study? Uh, what's the maximum weight a participant can have? Uh, d- does it have to be in a locked room? How many, How far away from a school must it be? Just the dumbest fucking rules you can think of. We got to have all of them. All mm-hmm. the dumb fuck rules. Yeah. Hey, let's have another dumb fuck rule. Let's get out of tape measure and uh, walk from here to a church and just see how far away the fucking thing is. Yep. Fucking stupid, dude. It is. I know. Thank God we have legislators to come up with this dumb shit. <laughs> Keeps uh, us all really safe, you know? It makes me sleep better at night, that's for sure. Uh, There was an overdose prevention strategy anniversary event. This past week that I saw. Oh. And um, Xavier Becerra was there talking, and he brought... Weed came up, as it might. Um, So, of course, he's the secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services. So I clipped what he had to say, because, you know, they've been tasked with looking at rescheduling... Or not even rescheduling, descheduling, don't know, but they're supposed to be looking at weed on the controlled substances. Yeah, they're going to act form a committee to think about starting to talk about analyzing <laughs> descheduling or yeah. rescheduling. Yeah, so or I, the concept of a schedule. I was curious how that's going, you know? And uh, here's yep. what he had to say At the Department of Health and Human Services, uh, regardless of what any one of our numerous professionals has in terms of an opinion on this, uh, the issue of decriminalization is not something that is directly within the jurisdiction of HHS to take on. And so we would not be the ones who would uh, be proposing that, uh, but we certainly would weigh in on any issue involving decriminalization of any uh, controlled substance. Uh, As you know, the president has asked uh, and tasked HHS working within government 
to take on the issue of marijuana and where we go with regard to marijuana and whether it should be uh, its, its status on our schedule of uh, controlled substances should be reconsidered. So here's what I will say. A year ago, we took a turn when it came to the policies we had with regard to, with regard to substance, uh, control substances and how we deal with those who are addicted to control substances. We're 22 years into the 21st century. We're not gonna use 20th century modalities and ways of thinking to drive what we do if we have evidence that tells us we can go in a different direction. We're gonna take all the evidence we can and very similar to what you heard Dr. Caleb say previously uh, to the answer to the question about how they're gonna move forward, we're gonna take a look at what science tells us and what the evidence tells us. There it is. That will guide what we do and we hope that will guide what the federal government does. Uh, and at the end of the day, we should all be about keeping people alive and letting those people thrive. And uh, at HHS, we took a turn with our new uh, strategies on drug overdose and drug use because we think at the end of the day, each, each one of our loved ones deserves a chance to, as I said, stay alive and thrive. Staying alive and thrive. I was waiting. I was waiting the whole time in that fucking ramble sentence for him to say, we're going to follow the facts and trust the science. Yep. And he got there. He got there. He got there. At the end of the day, he got there at the end of the day. Yeah. Fantastic. They try to pull the alive, thrive thing and... Keep him alive and thrive. Hey, man. He should. He had to say it one more time. What better than but. weed to fucking keep you alive and thrive and... Seriously. Like... That actually rolls perfectly into my next story, which was... Uh, unlike Tylenol, it doesn't fucking kill you. Yeah. Jesus. A study came out this week from the American Medical Association, which oh, no. found that legalizing medical weed is tied to reduced rates of opioid dispensing and pain-related hospital events for cancer patients. Oh. It's like, oh, wow, you have weed available for cancer patients, and their quality of life goes up. They're not on the opioids all Wait, the time. Weird. Isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, during this opiate pandemic crisis, we wouldn't want to introduce a brand new drug to the market, because what would happen? People might start doing less pills. Yeah, it's bad for business. Fucking terrible for business. Yep, that's why, ugh, when Becerra was basically just saying like, oh yeah, here's what we're supposed to be doing, is looking at this stuff and trusting the science on it, I was like, oh. You know, just get get a move on it and just tell us what you're going to actually do because there's study after study out there. Yeah. You know, like the science has been fucking... Man, f*** them studies. Yeah, but if that's what they're going to follow as truth... Sure. Yeah, then it's plenty out there, plenty of reading material. Start doing your damn job. Just get it off of fucking Richard Nixon's uh, Controlled Substance Act, please. Just get it off of there. Why are we still doing Richard Nixon's fucking drug enforcement drug war? I don't know. Jesus, it's, it's so played the fuck out. It's uh, a real moneymaker, though. It boggles my mind to this day. I think. Control mechanism. Must be, man. It must be. It must be somebody really rubbing their hands together, being like, no, 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 I need this. I need this stream of uh, revenue and fucking prisoners. Yep. The power. It's gross. It is really gross. It's, it's immoral. Plain and simple. Los Angeles is facing a lawsuit over their social equity program. 
And the guy who spawned it is no stranger to this realm. It's Kenneth Gay from oh. Michigan. He's got a uh, part of New York State on pause from ruling out their licenses. Uh, and he's also suing Sacramento, California, because he was arrested and convicted for pot charges in Michigan. Um, but he plays a part in a California company that's, you know, trying to get a social equity license going. And his status as an equity applicant has not been verified for the December 8th lottery, which obviously is coming up. So he filed this lawsuit Monday. And they said, you know, a prior cannabis arrest or conviction is required in California. And he's arguing with all these places, hey, that's unconstitutional because it violates the Dormant Commerce Clause by giving preferential treatment to California residents or whatever state. Right. He's just rolling out these lawsuits everywhere he can. Good for him. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. You keep fighting that good fight. <laughs> we'll see you. Uh, I know. We need, more, we need more lawfare. That's how you really get the ball rolling. Yeah. Your signature petition shit. Like, you can, you can get that rolling if you have the money to play ball and the, the power. Uh, to make the backroom deals, but just do lawfare, man. This is America. That's what always has kicked ass. I, I feel the same way about this whole COVID nonsense bullshit. Like, uh, and I think Adam said it from pretty near the very jump. Like, where's the fucking lawyers? Like, yeah, should be a bloodbath in the courts. But seriously, been crickets. Mm, I wonder why. Well, at least it's turning <laughs> around for this guy. Yeah, we need more like him. Well, I've got another lawfare story for you. Beautiful. Uh. An appeals court is weighing a Florida Department of Corrections officer's firing over his medical weed usage. So, of course, he was approved by a doctor to use medical weed to treat PTSD from previous military service. And when the Department of Corrections threw out some random drug testing, he popped positive, which then violated their zero-tolerance policy, and he was fired. So, uh... He ran it through the Public Employees Relations Commission, which upheld his dismissal and said, yeah, you know, zero tolerance policy. And now he's taking it to the first district court of appeals. So, um, you know, Florida went medical in 2016 through a constitutional amendment. He didn't use pot on the job. And the department keeps arguing that he was trying to use it on site which he says he never was. He never had it on site. He never was high on the job. And so that's kind of the battle now. Mm. It's, it is really shitty to have your medicine uh, be targeted for zero tolerance. Yeah. It's you know, a, it's like... Where's the discrimination? I mean, you can get wrongful termination if they fire you because, you you know, they don't want to provide uh, you a litter box in the workspace if you identify as a cat. But you can't uh, can't identify as uh, using weed to help you. No, I just don't understand how he could even keep the job when you have to, you know, get a license for the medicine and be in a state database for the medicine. You'd think like a red flag would have popped up and they would have been like, hey, we see that you've gone through getting a medical license like you can't work here because we have a zero tolerance policy. Yeah. Not like a random drug test, and they're like, oh, you're a medical patient? We don't care. I don't know. Yeah. None of it makes I, sense to me. <laughs> for reasons you already know, I also hate the random drug test thing. Yeah. It, because it's random, and because it's a piss test for weed, which metabolizes different than any of the other drugs. Yeah. 
hangs around in your system. Like all piss tests discriminate against weed. That's true. Because it has, by a big factor, the very longest active window. You can pop a, a weed test a month after doing weed. And you're not stoned. You haven't been stoned for a month. But, but there it is in the pee-pee. There it is in your pee-pee, so you're a bad guy. You're not, you're, we're not, we don't have tolerance for you. We're not tolerant of you. Yeah. Take the side door out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's, we already put your shit in this box. Take it and get out of here. Uh, well, in slightly uh, better news, expungements start this Thursday in Missouri. All right. Now, they are calling them automatic. Are we calling it the expunge bath? We could. They're saying they're automatic for misdemeanors and felonies involving less than three pounds, but it's not really automatic. There's a form that needs to be filled out, and I don't know why they're, the media is not really pushing that. I mean, well, I do. They don't care about people getting expunged. It's automatic <laughs> if you fill out the form. It's automatic if you fill out the form, yeah. You don't have to show up in court <sighs> and stuff. But you do have to gotta, fill out a form. Because they got to pay somebody at the fucking building downtown that looks like a prison to put a stamp on it to make it real. They mm. can't just go in there and control F and type in fucking weed and expunge them all. No. Jesus. No, because that might expunge the ones that are over three pounds on accident. You know, like we can't expunge <sighs> everyone. Didn't you read the constitutional amendment that was passed? Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, you have to, it's an online form. Not that oh. like makes it any better. It's still a pain in the ass. Okay, I was wrong about the stamp. Cool. But they said you can expect uh, misdemeanors to be expunged within six months, felonies involving less than three pounds to be expunged within a year, and if you were caught up in a felony with more than three pounds, you have to go petition in court. Oh, boy. And that'll be a case-by-case basis, obviously. Wow, six months and a year, so they're going to get right on it, huh? (laughs) Yeah. With their online form submission? (laughs) That's the turnarounds a year. Well, last time I checked, too, uh, the state was still working on that form. So, like, I don't have a link to the online form yet for people who are looking for expungements here in the Show Me State. I cannot show you the form yet. But I hear that they're working on it, (laughs) and that Thursday's the day. Uh. C-Dubs has a sequel query for us in the chat. Delete from cases where type equals cannabis. Boom. Yeah, yes. but... State, Execute. That's, that requires some, like, data entry skills. <laughs> These are government workers we're talking about. Or yeah, <laughs> man. You think CaseNet has clerks. it sorted by weed and non-weed? Nah, man. They're lucky to spell your fucking name right in that piece <laughs> of shit. Seriously. For real. Well, uh, some more lawfare law story for you. Don't forget the semicolon, he said. Yes. This time coming out of Nevada. He the turned- Nevada Supreme Court has made a major decision for medical marijuana users, effectively declaring that employees can sue their employers if they are fired for using the drug off company time. Jim Rauschkolb uses medical marijuana and it has for years. He's prescribed the drug and has a medical marijuana card. It relaxes me. Rauschkolb uses THC oh, to man. quiet memories of a brutal attack outlined in court documents in 1995. A former inmate assaulted him in his car after he left work as a corrections officer in Ohio. He opened the door and he, he grabbed me and he just hit me in the head with a pipe and just started beating me in the head. And he took his thumb and jammed it in my eye, he went like that. And tore my retina. Roush Kolb says the medical marijuana eases severe PTSD, anxiety, and more resulting from the attack. But in 2018, he says it got him fired. This company, Freeman, 
knew the law. Rouskolb's attorney, Christian Gabroy, says a convention organization company, Freedom Expositions LLC, fired Rouskolb after he tested positive for THC. He says Freedom knew Rouskolb had a medical marijuana card, but fired him anyway. So Rouskolb sued in district court, claiming wrongful termination. The company acted discriminatory. The company violated his rights, and this multi-jurisdictional billion-dollar company, they terminated him in violation of Nevada law. When the district court refused to dismiss the case, Freedom Expositions appealed to the Nevada Supreme Court. Freedom refused to comment when we asked them, but argued in court that Nevada law does not allow Roush Kolb to sue for wrongful termination, and Roush Kolb never requested accommodations for his medical marijuana use. Like corporations, unfortunately, do. They want to fight us tooth and nail. Thursday, the Supreme Court ruled his wrongful termination suit could continue, rejecting one of Freedom's dismissal motions. Today when he called me, I mean, it was just amazing. I was like, wow. Gabroy says this ruling sets a landmark precedent that companies can be sued if they fire someone for marijuana use while holding a medical card. The Supreme Court made a clear distinction, however, that those protections do not extend to recreational marijuana use. The case now goes back to district court where Gabroy says they are to go to trial. Yeah, they're excited to go to trial. I was shocked to find out that guy was a patient. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the guy, dude. They always get the dude. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? They're when they do that, me. they're like, oh shit, we got to get a lot of B roll from this guy. They never play quotes from anybody like it's just a regular guy, you know? No. They got to yeah. get, well, one of our people, you know? Former DOC. One is like, yeah, man, they were like totally against me and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't high then. I'm high now. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, trying to say they don't have the right to sue. Yeah, I what get, the fuck? Fuck you. I can sue for whatever I want. Yeah, see you in court. <laughs> when you, like, when you say see you in court to somebody and fucking stomp off in the opposite direction, in this country, it's supposed to mean something, goddammit. Yeah. Still does. Still means something. Yeah. In New York, Governor Kathy Hochul vetoed a bill that would have created a fentanyl task force. And I was reading the bill thinking, hmm, what is a fentanyl task force? You know, do they find fentanyl and test it? Or <laughs> like, you know, no, no. They have quarterly meetings. They submit reports. They try to give recommendations to the legislature and the governor. Uh, but they make a bunch of money <laughs> doing this. Nice. And... What they would have done is examined abuse and overdose trends. Uh, they're supposed to expand awareness about the dangers of fentanyl, in case you hadn't heard. Uh, promote access to and the availability of treatment for addiction. And ex examine the expansion and distribution of naloxone. So, uh, you know, little naloxone pushers. The naloxone uh, sales reps. Kind of, I don't know. But she said, she's like, we don't have the money in the budget to fund something like this. No, no, no. They don't have the money in the budget yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, this bill passed unanimously. They'll find it. These... And she vetoed it, which I was like, wow, I actually agree with that. Because creating a task force is stupid. That's just uh, more ways to set piles of money on fire. Yep. They love doing that. They do. They're so good at it. It's like the only thing that they've gotten really, really good at. Yeah. Must be nice. Must be. <laughs> See, Brooklyn sent me this story this week. It was uh, very interesting. A former Brooklyn prosecutor admitted to helping run a nationwide distribution ring. Oh, boy. 
Yep. And you know how he got caught? Uh, loose lips sink ships. He sold weed to a PI or a, a, an informant. No, no. Uh, his cell phone was tapped. CI. Oh, God. <laughs> cell phone was tapped. That's even worse. And it's crazy because in the transcripts, he's saying, like, stop talking on the phone. You know, he's like telling all of his. Oh, damn it. The people he's working with, he's like. Well, first, it doesn't help that he was an assistant DA during the time that he was doing this in 2014. Um, but he was shipping crates of weed from New Jersey to California. And his phone was tapped in the winter of 2016. And yeah, like I said, those transcripts, it's like people are talking numbers at him. And yeah, he's like, he's like, stop talking like every time. <laughs> but they don't. And people don't realize it's like, people dude, are you're fucking dumb. Your dude. phone's a weapon. People are so dumb. It gets really frustrating. Like, ring, ring, hello. Oh, can I buy some marijuana from me at 830? I like $100 worth. You're like, uh, no, that's illegal. Don't call this number ever again. Click. Yeah. Fuck are you talking about? Shut up. Yeah, seriously. Or like if you get a text and someone says something stupid, you're like, <sighs> new phone, who dis? Oh, God damn it. Oh, so um, he's facing up to six months in federal prison, which I was like, six months? That's not bad. Hey. Man. I mean, I, I didn't see like a total uh, dollar number of what he made during these years that he was running this, but it was damn. a couple. <laughs> Lost it all uh, gambling on cockfighting. Uh, put it all in a shit coin, maybe. <laughs> it, was all in, uh, it was all in Bankman Freed. Oof. Up in smoke. <laughs> Gave all my money to Tom Brady. He said it was a good uh, investment. <laughs> in Pennsylvania, the Board of Pardons approved 231 out of 3,500 or more clemency applications that they received under Governor Wolf's marijuana pardon project. Uh, as you remember, they had one month to apply for this. Yep. And I believe it was they were following Biden's lead with. Yeah, simple possession. So is that why the majority was turned down? That's exactly why. It's like too uh, much shit going on? 2,002 applications were denied because they did not meet the requirements, which was that you have one charge for possession of weed. One charge ever? In the case that you're applying for. Okay. Like, not on your criminal record. So one charge has to be merely possession only. Yeah. In how many cases is that? Like... None, because pretty much everyone gets slammed with a paraphernalia charge on top of right it. Right off the bat, you get possession plus paraphernalia. Those are two separate charges. And then uh, when I got picked up in the dorms, I had a little sip of, alcohol, of uh, vodka when I was too young. So that's a really frequent one, especially for fucking dumbass minors. Yeah. Well, you know what, Spence? You would have been fucked, because it does say here, uh, excludes anyone with additional criminal convictions on their record. So you got one other charge for some See, bullshit yeah, that's and you're what I brought already up at out. First. Yep. Yeah, so you were right. Yep. One weed charge ever. Yeah. Mhm. For simple possession. <sighs> it's just it's just ant fucking at this point like And we, you know that that's also like When you make weed legal then like she should be able to expunge the weed ones. Yeah. You know? Should like, be. Okay, you're on it's on my record and there's this other shit that I'm also not proud of, but it's not, got nothing to do with this one. Just take this one off. Yeah. But, Why can't people do that out there? Doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and this isn't even expungement. This is just you get a pardon from the governor. Yeah. So you get to carry around a little certificate that yeah. says, "Hey, that's been uh, forgiven." It's a gold star sticker on your record. 
yeah. on your arrest record. One happy face. They have 434 that are held under advisement, so they'll be looking at uh, those again at a later date, undisclosed. TBD. Hopefully they get a little bit better approval rate. Well, get this. Those 231 that were approved, they're going to be voted on. There's like a second round. Oh, man. There's so a second round on they're December They're not even 16th. in the clear? They're oh, not Jesus. in the clear. And so then we'll find out how many made it through round one of getting a pardon from the Pennsylvania governor. They're in like the semifinals of pardon mania. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Dude. Congrats. You've made it to round. No, not even round two. Yeah. You're almost to the end of round one. Good one, Wolf. <laughs> Did you hear that? I don't oh, know yeah. if the cub got picked up on the mic or not. I got like half of that shart. <laughs> yeah. That's what babies do, man. They sleep, they eat, they poop. MP. Uh, recreational sales began in Rhode Island. Nice. So, yeah, we'll see how that uh, looks as we drive through someday. <laughs> Probably looks like money all over the place. Yeah, I like money, though. <laughs> and in Florida, there's two initiatives collecting signatures to put recreational on the 2024 ballot. Uh, one of them turned in 50,000 signatures already, but they both have to get 223,000 signatures under which time the, the initiatives go under a judicial and financial review, and then they have to go on to collect 800,000 more signatures. Whoa. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy getting That's on the Florida ballot. Yeah. I'm sure uh, one oh. of those has got to be paying their signature gatherers. If they're going to make it, they're paying their signature gatherers. It's the only way to do it. And... In Florida, they do that super majority thing, too, where you have to get 60% of the yes vote Oof. for a constitutional amendment, which I believe these both are. Mm. So it's an uphill battle, but uh, keep an eye on it. Yeah, I'll do some digging into these groups. Sensible Florida and Smart and Safe Florida. Sensible, I'm familiar with. Smart and Safe, not so much. And my final story for Behind the Curtain tonight comes from India, where the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting has issued an advisory warning to FM radio stations saying, you gotta stop playing songs that glorify drugs and guns. <laughs> songs that glorify drugs and guns are fine in the bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to pull out a whole genre of music. <laughs> yeah, the whole Stony Station. Gone. <laughs> gone. Everything on the Stony Station gone. Except for that Neil Diamond song, because he was against pot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was uh, like shooting up LSD at some point in that uh, song, right? Oh, God. Yeah, it gets pretty ridiculous. It's like a Reefer Madness song Neil Diamond did. I can't remember the name of it. Well, uh, great rundown. Thanks. Glad somebody's keeping their nose in the news. I'm trying. Uh, when my nose isn't in the poos. Uh, you know who else keeps on trucking? <laughs> the Rev Cyber Trucker? That's the man. Yeah. That's the man with a plan. And uh, the man with a brand new metal moment, if you care to hear it. Woo! Please. In the bowl and in the morning, this here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Alice Cooper's career has spanned over five decades, and no Christmas would be complete without a song from the Master of Shock. 
from the 2008 album We Wish You a Metal Xmas and a Headbanging New Year, this is Alice Cooper. Santa Claus is coming to town. S A N T A C L A W S. Santa Claus. Out. Better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town oh. He's making a list, checking it twice Gonna find out who's naughty and nice Santa Claus is coming to town He sees you when you're sleeping Don't be good for goodness sake So you better watch out You better not cry Better not pout I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming To town Your town He knows where you live He knows that your window's open he knows yeah merry metal moment yeah santa claus rawr <laughs> oh good stuff thanks trev yeah thanks trev bringing the claws to the bull makes me want to say ho 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 we should take a look at the uh voicemail pile that we got we got a few in the stack here and uh, you could add yours to the pile just by calling 816-607-3663, just like this caller did, right? Yeah. So the first time I ever pranked, uh, played a prank on somebody, give me a second. Oh, yeah, there you go. It hit him good. Yeah. Sometimes the bong hits you, you know. Is he okay? Your second's up. <sighs> oh, damn, Can't there really he think is. Of one. Oh, congrats on the birth of Samuel. Thank you. Oh, fantastic thanks. news. I'm glad everybody's doing great. In the bowl, y'all. Love you. In the bowl. We love you. Was that us getting pranked for this first time you ever pranked him? I think so. <laughs> I feel pranked. <laughs> I feel pranked, caller. Uh, thanks for the well wishes, though. And cheers, Pfeiffer. Our, uh, our Western Missouri brethren down there. Yeah. Down there in Ozark land. Rip, um, ripping it from the Bongjo. That's right. Straight from the bong. <laughs> Straight from the ba 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 bong Joe. Bong Joe, I like that. I did not come up with it. I think he did. <laughs> uh, let's see what this next caller came up with. Time to Lauren and Sir Spencer do a, eating a bowl after bowl of cereal behind the curtain. <laughs> uh, what was the question again? The question was... Oh, uh, who's behind uh, the curtain? Prank. Oh, yeah, that's right. Prank. Um, I don't remember. It's just, we'll just keep on going with the same. Um... And the first thing that came to my mind anyway was uh, I was just a baby, still in diapers, still like a year or two ago. And uh, <laughs> I was, my grandma was, wherever it was, my grandma was alive. And uh, my dad had taken tin for, or uh, like chocolate covered, uh, uh, like eggs, little, those little eggs. And uh, 
had like put them down the hallway and then smeared some peanut butter on the inside of my diaper, like just on the very, very top part, you know? And, uh, then he had put some on my hand. And so I was eating peanut butter off my hand. Uh. And so my grandma like saw the little chocolate things and was like, what's this? And was falling on them. And then was like eating out of my diaper. So Damn. yeah, not my prank, but yeah, it's what comes to mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I think of something, I'll, I'll share it. But yeah, nice. So, all right, that's we, a great one. Congratulations on the keto. Thank you. Uh, Thanks. Didn't call into behind the schemes to scream, but I guess you just didn't scream during the pregnancy, or you know maybe you had other things going on, whatever. <laughs> but all right, well, congrats, you guys. Uh, pictures are very cute and uh, whatnot with the with the daughters and the new son. So, all right, thank you. Set injuries. And, uh, you know, whether you're eating peanut butter out of your diaper or whether you're not, you're wearing a diaper or not, you know, whatever. Maybe, you, just, you know, maybe it's a choice. Maybe it's not. You can always say, Kaka! 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 <laughs> the transcript uh, really came out weird on that. Oh, yeah? You're eating peanut butter. Because it's like you're eating peen and then the sentence ends. And then it starts <laughs> with UT butter. What butter? Uh, like Utah butter. Utah butter. You're eating huh. peen, Utah butter. <laughs> <laughs> you butter, you broader. Uh, <laughs> are you much of a prankster growing up? Oh yeah. No, not really. But I remember my <laughs> I remember my first prank. Uh because it, well, I heard about it for a while and it was one that I like to pull over and over again. So, uh my papa, my great great you know my great grandpa okay there you go he would be sitting at the table eating breakfast in the morning and i was still in diapers for sure because i was home and not going to school and i used to uh sneak under the table and tie his shoelaces together oh beautiful (laughs) and so the first time i got him good he didn't fall but he didn't make it far you know yeah he just sit his ass down (laughs) and uh then he caught on and like he would know I was doing it and he would like say things like, oh, I wonder where Lorian is. And I would be down there like working the laces together. <laughs> I tried to come up with more and more complicated knots. Yeah. You know, as I went along. Uh, but it, <laughs> it turned out that if you knot someone else's shoes, then you got to unknot them for them too. So mm. I think I got tired of that eventually. I was <laughs> like, damn, these knots are hard to untie. Nice. Yeah. That's the classic, man. The old tie the shoelaces together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I have a sound for that. Let me see. Yep. That's the sound it makes. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see what the sound the next color makes. Oh, hit it. Oh. I'm hitting oh. it. Hola <laughs> um, and aloha in the bowl. Oh, it's so good to be with you. In the bowl. What, what, what do we have here? Oh, a new arrival and a new addition to the wolf pack. Oh, so exciting. Howls upon howls and bowls after bowls. Oh, wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. For cup number four. Cup number four. Oh, my goodness. Okay, this is what I classify as a uh, a beginner rugrat zoo. When people have three or more kids, <laughs> true. I'm like, okay, now you've moved into the 
Rugrat Zoo territory. I need glass anymore, walls. Is an official charge admission. Uh, is an official zoo of children. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is for wolves, that's on the small side of a litter. So you've got a smallish litter okay. happening here. I see what you're Beautiful. saying. Beautiful. It's wonderful. You two are <laughs> brave, beautiful, bold, strong souls. You know that. And uh, thank you for your courage and your human resources. <laughs> Lupine as they may be. Yes. Uh, born of two of the loveliest lupines ever to be. Well. Yeah. It's beautiful. Ah, so, what was I going to tell you? Prank. <laughs> yeah, just a little high. Yeah, I'm going to get high, high, higher. Hello. As we flow through the bowl tonight. Mm-hmm. She's going up, you can see. Out her. of the love hall, I remember. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, we have a new arrival. Because it, it was just popped in my head. We have a new arrival into the wolf pack. Out of the love hole and into the high bowl. It's a great <laughs> place to be. <sighs> nice. Yeah. I love it. Great FTIE, as always. Thank you. I actually have something to contribute. Oh? I have not much. Not much at all. Because, oh, man, do I while it away. While it away. I'll call back and uh, I'll, I'll manage to make it shorter. Okay. In the bowl. In the bowl. Let's hear it. Do you have a prank? <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, Samuel Wolfgang. How fucking awesome is that? Thanks. People are that loving the name. That is a badass. Lovey. Lovey dovey. I love it, too. Rad name. Honestly, it's pretty fucking rad. <laughs> as soon as she said it, it's I was like, It's not so lovey dovey. I just love you. And that's why I keep going back to that. So, no, it is. It's a badass rad name all around. Samuel Wolfgang. Uh, of the Wolf Haven Ranch. <laughs> so that is where that is that is when you finally have your Wolf Haven Ranch, as I have dubbed it. Oh, the Rugrats will have so much space to play in and romp and frolic, uh, and eventually discover their own brands of debauchery <laughs> and mayhem. It will be. Quite a time. The Our kids will rebel abide. and be straight edge. That's <laughs> the only way they can rebel. Do that abide. <laughs> My time as a prankster. Yes. A very young. A merry one, hopefully. And, um, did not get very far, to be honest. You have to have courage or essentially fearlessness to be a really good prankster, sure. I think, because you know you're going to elicit some strong primal reactions, as I did. <laughs> we had a basement apartment in the south side suburb of Chicago, so uh, it was already there was already a real creep factor, and it was a small, but two-bedroom apartment, my brother and I growing up, um, and, um, you know, lots of noise outside, uh, and so <laughs> I got to make this, I got to get it, get it out, get it the fuck out. You got it. So <laughs> I'm talking about coaching myself. I it. decided I love to scare people okay. and I do so even when I'm not trying, sadly, oh, boo. but, 
Yeah, nothing elicits a primal, like, gut instinct reaction of my mother's reaction to me attempting to scare her, and I did, was oh, her furious ire. <laughs> furious ire. <laughs> really, nothing elicits that reaction of anger uh, as much as being terrified. So, yeah, I hid in the closet, and she came home from shopping at night. It was creepy down there in our basement apartment. It was, it was <laughs> fan-fucking-tastic, though. I, it was worth all. Oh! Was it going to cut off? Worst all of it. Worth all the effort. In the beautiful, bountiful bowl. In that bowl, Quirkass. Solid prank. The old jump scare. That's the one that makes me just want to hit you. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> I've learned not to hide in this wolf's closet. The primal reaction thing. <laughs> yeah. Jump scares in the closet shit. Fucking, it can fuck me up. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to remember like specific pranks, but I can remember early ones. Um, one I used to do, and I try try not to do it too often because if you do a prank, especially the same setup or same prank too often, then uh, it gets stale and it doesn't catch people. Like people will start catching you setting it up, or yeah, you start getting out of it. You know, you got to wait enough time between attempts for them to like relax again and let their guard down. But an easy and fun one is just the fucking um, spray prank. It's an old classic of the you know the sink sprayer. You just rubber band it down so it's like oh. pointed right at whoever's turning the sink on, and right when they flick that handle up, it just goes sprays right at them. That's an easy and common one. Yeah, I remember uh, for April Fool's Day once, I told my parents that the neighbor's house across the street was on fire. Oh no! <laughs> it's like seven or something. <laughs> mm. What did yeah. they do? I was like, the Koodle's ass is on fire. She was like, what? Really? And ran toward the front door, you know? I was like, April Fool's. Nice. Yeah. She was fully sold, though, man. That's <laughs> She was ready to rush into action. Yeah, instead of calling for help, just run in there. Or run to gawk. <laughs> <laughs> this next color uh, is rushing into action. Uh, I think I forgot and remembered the question like three times. Pranks, man. While I was waiting. Uh the voicemail message to play. Uh, uh, I'm in a state of remembrance right now, so okay. I'm clear, lucid, and not totally high at all. Wait, no, I am. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, you can recall. I uh, first time I played a prank is probably hmm, probably bad. Uh-oh. I'm just gonna lay that out there because uh, I a young. Stupid, stupid, stupid child. Uh, As much of us are when we're young, we are all pretty much 100% all stupid (laughs) at an early age. It's horrible. Uh, That's what being a child means. Yep. Uh, How stupid have we been? uh, Some politicians might think uh, children's. Are so stupid they shouldn't vote, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's why they don't vote because they're stupid. Uh, and I was once stupid, and I'm still stupid, but uh, a different kind of stupid than that. Uh, I was like entirely stupid back then. I'm just trying to lay out how stupid <laughs> my first prank was. That's oh, pretty stupid. Um, 
And bad. Bad, too. Bad. Uh, very uh, bad. I'm a bad man. I guilty about it for a long time. Uh-oh. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I had a uh, blind great-grandmother. Uh, I used to like to do the boo thing on her, which is totally awful. And she was a sweet woman. Uh, and it stopped when my dad beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Damn. Because I had done it twice. So, but I was just stupid. I, oh, did I tell man. you guys how stupid I was when I was a kid? Um, it's tough. Yeah, very stupid, stupid kid. The jump scare. Just not thinking at all. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a total regret of all of my life, I think, once I realized how utterly stupid that was. Because uh, my grandmother, she used to get like books, uh, they were on records back then. Oh, uh, yeah. That she could listen to, and I think they were from the, uh, like the national, uh, uh, what do you call it? Library. Why can't I come up with the name right now? National Archives? Anyways, uh, Library in Washington. Library of Congress? She actually used to get a... Oh, she actually used to get uh, cut off by the voicemail limit of three minutes. See, the jump scares, man. I don't know. You feel bad no matter who you do it to. Yeah. That's the meanest one. Yeah. Quirk ass is a jump scare. It's also like one of the first things you figure out you can fuck with people without hurting them, really, you know, in a serious way. It's like jumping and scaring you or tickling you, you know? Oh, yeah. Like kids, when they learn that you can do that, they're like, oh, wow. I don't know. It's a tough one, you know? Everyone deserves a good prank. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, he, he sounds like there's an extra layer of guilt uh, with the blindness factor, which I understand, but it's also like, it's going to have a, it's going to, jump scare is going to fuck with anybody the same way. You're going to go, yeah. oh my God, I'm going to die. No, not really. And then you calm down. Uh, uh, part two. Uh, um, uh, anyway, she used to get a Ranger Rick book uh, that... Uh, was a National Geographic publication for kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember Ranger Rick. Uh, minus the uh, indigenous woman topless with the boobs. Boobs. Like your dad would get. You no. got to get the boobs. You go check out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boobs, hang on. Anyways, uh, she'd get the Ranger Rick book. and She'd get it on record, and then I subscribe to the book too and then she's we'd like go through the book together and I she'd have to ask us to explain the pages and yeah even us with our uh like I said how stupid I was how our stupid explanations she just like enjoyed that sure yeah no that's cool in the bowl in the bowl net in the bowl in the bowl I love Nat Ned. Yeah. Your family uh your family sounds cool, man. All in all. Like families, you know, families got their things, but um yeah. Well now that we've heard your confession here in the bowl, hope you feel a little lighter. Cause uh Yeah, like you said, man, when you're a kid you do stupid shit and you're not doing it like and like targeting people, you're just doing it because you discover there's this way you can fuck with people. That actually doesn't hurt them. Um but kind of also does in a little ways. Yeah. But yeah, uh, dad beating your ass will, will, uh, will end it pretty quick. 
Course correct. Yeah, a little course correct. Yeah. A little course correction in the bowl. Well, cheers, NetNet. Uh, much love and, and thanks for the ring and the support, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, next up, the last caller on my list. Yeah, I got a pretty good fucking prank for you, if you want to hear it. Lay it on me, my man. Moved into my friend's grandmother's house, and it's a house that they had built. And I do apologize. I feel like I might have told this story on this show, too, before. I'm not sure. None of us are going to remember. But um, Until you get to the good after part. After she passed away, we uh, ended up moving in to kind of, like, help take care of the place and, like, clean it up and all that stuff. And uh, my friend's mom kept a lot of her reenacting uh clothes production stuff in in part of the house uh-huh. and uh it included this life-size mannequin <laughs> oh shit so one day i grabbed the mannequin no clothes and i just trucked him into my sister's room when she wasn't in there <laughs> and uh then i just kind of went back and hung out <laughs> waited for the fireworks and i knew that she had left or she went to the room and left and then came back. <laughs> uh oh. I think she had caught it in the mirror. <laughs> oh no. Which is just so so um bed, bath and beyond cruel. <laughs> uh I did have a really good one at the end of uh the Chicago tour, which was what I was doing before cats and the, um, the flyman was a guy that I've known for a couple of years. We had this break worker come out. He, the, those two dudes, they had worked together before. Um, break worker takes a ton of confetti, gold mylar confetti and just fills his entire work box with this stuff. The fly guy comes back and sees what happens and, bitches for the rest of the tour about all this confetti that he's still picking out of his work box. <laughs> We're in Mexico. He leaves early to go join another contract with a different show. And uh, he leaves his work box with us for like the last two weeks. Oh, <laughs> what a We're mistake. in charge of like putting his box on and off the truck. And I left him a little, a little gift uh, <laughs> that he didn't receive for like it was, it was, uh, it was about this time last year was when he finally got his work box back. So it was like two years that work box sat with all of that glitter and or confetti and he had no idea. I had these like huge silver razzle dazzle motherfucking pieces of confetti in there <laughs> mixed with all this gold shit. I'm just dumping bags of. Oh, <laughs> you got cut off dumping bags. Dumping bags. I don't have a follow-up for movies, uh, but in the bowl, sir. Yeah, in the bowl. <laughs> I don't believe you've told that story on the show before. Or maybe I just legitimately forgot it, which I don't... Th- I don't... I feel like I remember a story like that. But. Yeah. I don't remember it either. Um, either of those stories. Fantastic. Well, it seems we have some pranksters in our midst, which... Uh, I figured that was the case. I'm shocked. Shocked, <laughs> <Right>. I say. <laughs> oh, I know. You never could have seen it coming from the bowlers, man. C-Dubs had a suggestion for a first time I ever. Oh. Which was first time I ever had a sex dream. First time I ever had a sex dream. Yep. Sex dream. 
So I'm trying to think if we've done that one. It feels familiar. We did first time I ever had a wet dream. Yes, I feel like that's yeah. Didn't we do that right before dreams? And that yeah, was I think the whole so. uh, yeah. Yeah, with your seat sitter. Uh, that's possible. I'll just do some research on that. And I don't have my list of them all. Oh, uh, handy like I usually do because there's so many things that have been moved around in this past couple of weeks. Too close, you know said. Yeah. They mean the same sort of thing. Because, like, I, I'll be telling the same story if I said it again. Now, where's my goddamn... I know there's the first time I ever first tie, but we swore we would save that for some kind of a <clears throat> episode 420 or something, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember one off the top of the dome. First time I ever got fired. Oh, yeah, that was one. It was one. I like that one. Okay. I swear I'm going to find this thing. First time I ever got fired, I like it. Let's do it. Okay. Flying dreams and swimming dreams. Ooh. At least he'd suggest. I'll have to add that to the list. I'll make a temporary list right now. I have some that bleed into each other. Yeah. Where you can fly by doing swimming motions. The physics kind of align sometimes. Dream physics, best physics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I had dream physics at the alley tonight, man, I'd be happy. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. This first story is about a prank. A New Hampshire man was charged after making a Craigslist ad for a free trailer and attaching a legislative candidate's phone number to it on the day of election. Election day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that didn't. It was not received well. I can imagine. You know, dude was flooded with unwanted calls and texts. Morning of the election, uh, I guess he received 37 calls in 45 minutes. So he had to turn his phone off. And uh, apparently... The voicemail box is full. Please try again later. <laughs> they just keep calling. I want my free trailer. Uh, apparently, this counts as a felony charge of interference with election communications. Oh, boy. If you didn't know. Uh, yeah. Which is... It carries a three and a half to seven year prison sentence and a two thousand dollar fine. Damn. Yeah. Now, Buddy Boy here, he's thirty years old, and he reached out to the candidate personally to say, "Hey, man, sorry, this was a joke and nothing more than that. I am terribly sorry. I pranked you. The timing was absolutely terrible, and I just was not thinking about it. And if." Y you wouldn't mind, I'd like to take you to lunch for my apologies. Uh, nice. No word from the candidate if he's going to take him up on that, uh, but this dude is sounding pretty fucked. Yeah. I think his court appearance is in two weeks or something. So yeah, uh, you can pull pranks, but not on politicians. Don't you know? Anyway. In Georgia, uh, there was a great Pyrenees Big old dog named Casper, who noticed that some coyotes were threatening his owner's sheep. He lived on a sheep farm, so he was a good uh, sheep dog. And he decided to fight them. And he managed to kill eight of them. Damn. Yeah, and protect the sheep. But he got pretty badly injured. Mm. Uh, a lot of his skin got torn off, and he lost part of his tail. Ow. So... After the fight, which I guess lasted half an hour, uh, this dog, Casper, went missing for two days. 
You know, he just was like, damn, I got messed up. I don't want them to see me like this. I might get fired from my job here. Uh, but he showed up two days later, as I mentioned, in the chicken hutches. Like, hey, I'm back. I need help. <laughs> so uh, the community ended up raising $15,000 to cover his hospital bills because they were like, wow, what a hero. You killed eight coyotes. We hate coyotes. <laughs> and um, he's been well taken care of. And all the leftovers from the expenses, uh, the cheap farm owner, owner <laughs> donated back to the Lifeline Animal Project that treated him. So, yep, he's good to go. Not bad. He'll be back on the job in a matter of hours. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, in Germany, a woman, a 72-year-old woman, was really annoyed with the sounds that her roommate's machine was making in a hospital. So she decided to turn it off. And the nurses came in a little later and were like, oh, my God, why is your roommate's ventilator off? Oh, God. And she was like, because it makes a really annoying sound. I can't sleep. I can't sleep, yeah. <laughs> this bitch and living so <laughs> they were like, hey, lady, you cannot be turning off the medical devices. Like, she needs that. But guess what? She, she turned it off again. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Her elderly ass was arrested and she was jailed on suspicion of attempted manslaughter. Dang. So uh the good news is the older patient there, the her roommate was seventy nine years old and she's still alive, but she's in intensive care and she did have to be revived. Jesus. Yeah. Crazy. Strong People, moves. Ugh. People are nuts. Yeah. It's breaking that racket. I know, it's like you're in a hospital. The whole place is a racket. Yeah. Ugh. Another story out of uh, Massachusetts again. Wow, popular state this uh, week. <laughs> yeah. Thousands of needle-nosed fish have been washing up on the shores of Cape Cod. Yeah, they are ugly little dudes. The Atlantic Sori. I guess they swim in large schools, which you can tell if you see these pictures, because there's a bunch of them. The sorry, buddy. The sorry, buddy. You're dead now. So the official cause of the mass beaching is unknown. They don't know why. They're all just washing up dead. Uh, but they listed off a bunch of potentials. Okay. Uh, which include winds, large tides, cooling water temperatures, which I, I thought the water temperatures were getting hotter. Depends. According to the narrative. But here they're getting colder, maybe. Uh, predators and the slender shape of this fish's body. Like, maybe it's just their turn to die out. Huh. <laughs> okay. But it doesn't really matter because they're not fished as a food source on the East Coast. Sorry, buddy. You're not good eating. No. I'm just going to stink up the shore. <laughs> In Georgia... Uh, there was a sheriff's department that, I guess, makes a most wanted list on the fag bag every week. Okay. Uh, you know, top ten most wanted. Some dude decided to reply to that, make a comment. This is a total boomer move. Uh-oh. How about me? Oh, my God. And that guy had two active warrants. So the department replied to his comment with, oh, you're correct. You have two warrants. We're on the way. And they actually were. They went and nabbed his ass. 
What a dumb son of a bitch. Yeah. So then they updated their like most wanted post with a screenshot of that exchange and his mug shot and said, we appreciate you for your assistance in your capture. Wow, dude. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, they went on But to he got ex- a lot of likes, right? So it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> I don't know. That's well, a- most liked post ever. Fucking badass, man. I guarantee that's how he sounds. Uh, Yeah, I don't know, man. But they went on to explain how their top 10 works, and it's based off of the severity of charges. Um, But then they were like, that doesn't mean our fugitive unit's not looking for you. Sure. I mean, obviously, you've got a a warrant for your arrest. Someone's looking for you. The active warrant thing is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Watch your back. You kind of want to keep your fucking mouth shut if you get the going on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. Exactly. Yeah, oh, well, indeed. Uh, A big piece of mystery debris washed up on a Daytona beach this week. Oh, yeah? And speculation is it might be the remains of a shipwreck from the 1800s. I like shipwrecks. (laughs) If I'm not on the ship. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, somebody else is a shipwreck, but yeah. Yeah, cool to look at. Just Mm. like a train wreck. Uh, oh no, much better than a train wreck. The right. Most fascinating type of wreck, shipwreck. Yeah. Yeah, especially if it was a pirate ship. But this wasn't. This was a merchant ship. They think cuz um this piece of wood they washed up was like more than 80 feet long. Dang. Uh so they have some archaeologists on the scene, but I guess they don't really have the resources to pay them. So Oof. They're like, well, we're not going to be able to test it. We're not going to be able to do this. And uh, it might just not be important enough to excavate. <laughs> treasure hunters, private treasure hunters. Yeah. They'll be all over it. All Some, over somebody it. will grab it. That's for sure. Yeah. Figure out where it was. Yeah. Someone. Someone. Somewhere. Oh, there was a reckless driver in a Walmart parking lot in Texas. Oh, God. Yeah. Imagine my shock. <laughs> <laughs> this truck. Just started barreling up on another car and uh, hit it and then crashed into another one. Well, imagine everyone's confusion when they saw that the driver of this truck was a dog. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, dang, he's actually pretty good. That's pretty impressive for a dog. He got pretty far. (laughs) Get all the way down the aisle. Whoa. Christ almighty. That was a loud one. Yeah. uh, Cheers, Buller. I guess it, you know, this family left their dog in the car while they went shopping. And something must have been wrong with it because he just somehow set it in motion by hopping around. And uh, law enforcement said that he was wearing a leash that got caught on the e-brake and released oh, the e-brake. Oh, no. So, luckily no one was injured. Bonk, bonk, But, man. you know, that would suck if your car got hit yeah. by a dog. Imagine yeah. the insurance in, uh, interview there. Well, yeah, this truck hit me in the side, you know, T-boned my car. <sighs> there was a, a dog was driving, that so. dog is not an authorized driver on the insurance policy, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get any... Insurance information out of him and just kept barking at me. We call this not covered, my friend. In fact, it was a hostile situation. I was feared for my life. Those pins you heard, by the way, that was a 18, or excuse me, I got my number dyslexia kicking in. That was an 8187. Woo! 
sat boost from Bully Steed out of Fountain, and she Bully. said 1800 Shipwreck Boost. Nice. Or you could read it as 1 800 Shipwreck Boost. Oh. Like that's the private treasure hunter. Die 1 800 Shipwreck. We'll come get your shipwreck. Yeah. We'll let you keep uh, 10% of the catch. Uh, C Dove's in the chat. Who was driving? <laughs> Some <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I don't know, dog. Some dog, dog. Some dog, dude. Uh, do you remember the wedding in Florida where I guess they served a bunch of weed laced food? I remember. And people were not about that. They didn't, they snuck it upon them like, uh, like rapists do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was back in February. Uncool. But yesterday, an attendee of that wedding filed a lawsuit. Wow. Uh, saying that she suffered severe permanent injuries and became immediately ill after eating the food. So she's seeking more than $30,000 in damages. Uh, both the bride and the catering manager were arrested. <laughs> they were booked on several charges, including tampering with food and delivering marijuana. I hate laughing at that, but that's fucking fucked up. Uh, uh, yeah. Just like a picture of bride being let out of her own wedding. Yeah. Cuffs. It's unique. Obviously, it probably happened sometime later, but... Oh, uh, I don't know. The sheriffs turned up at the wedding because oh. they were getting so many, like, 911 calls, like, help me. <laughs> help me, I'm dying. I'm dying, yeah. Or people were, like, puking. Like, like, the whole everyone was getting sick. Out. Yeah, exactly. Jesus I mean, Louise. you lay someone's food. And then they eat a lot. You eat more yeah. than you do normally at weddings. Yeah, Cause it's celebrating. Like, and, and you drink more than you normally do because you're celebrating and it's also like a, I don't know, like an awkwardness killer, you know? Oh, sure. You don't have to talk to somebody if you're eating something. And they also have really good food at weddings, like yeah. the best food. And it's fucking free. You just load up, usually a buffet style or self-serve. Yeah, man, I can and, see how that could go horribly wrong when you mix weed food into it. Yeah, edibles, you can't just keep eating. No. Because that's going to get right on top of you sometime or another. And ride, ride, ride. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, both the bride and the catering manager there have pled not guilty. So, yeah, I was kind of surprised there weren't more lawsuits filed against them from right. attendees. Like, uh, everyone got food raped. So, yeah, I think you can sue for that. Well, I know you can sue for that. Yeah, maybe they, like, did some but it, post-incident diplomacy with most people. And, like, I don't know. Maybe. Or, I Made mean, maybe right people just or... feel weird, like, suing their... Uh, like a family member or friend. 30 grand over it, man. Like, I don't know. Like, did the weed did the weed food permanently injure you? That's what I wonder about, too. I'm like, I'm how gonna is she going to... need to see some documents on that, honey. Yeah. How do you defend permanent injury? It'll fuck you up for that night, for sure. PT, you could have PTSD but, from it, the incident, I suppose. Like, mental anguish. If you lay down... Like, I don't know. If you, like, run around and fucking run out into the road... Oh, yeah. That's on you. You know, like, you still have to be responsible to not run out in the middle of the fucking road or freak out or, you know. Yeah. Like, once you find out it's weed food, everyone's reaction would be like, oh, okay, good. This will be over then. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay, cool. So this will just wear off. Yeah. Let me call a ride <sighs> home to lay down. I never felt the same. <laughs> I, was, I don't know. I don't know. Some people, you know. If you've never had that experience before, you know. Yeah. you definitely you're definitely changed afterward but not in sort of like a permanent injury way just like in a in a any other experience way like a life experience way you know yeah it's an f tie that you just did and now now you've done that yep 
I don't know. I don't either. And they, there's no details on what she's claiming as permanent damage. I'd be interested to see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have That's to all. do some digging. Uh, Florida man. Florida man had a week. Florida man had sex with a dog in front of people. <laughs> no. Yeah. Florida man, put it away. Yeah. And then he went totally nuts. <laughs> oh, and then he went totally nuts. Yeah, he didn't nut in the dog. He just went oh! nuts after. <laughs> so this guy, like, offered to walk his neighbor's golden doodle. Oh, my God. And so he takes the golden doodle out for a walk and then First starts- of all. No. Golden Doodle, bad choice. Oh, that's a big dog. <laughs> they are. They're large. This fucking I could man. ride a Golden Doodle. Not sexually. I bet on you its could. back. <laughs> <laughs> like I could put a saddle. You just dig on it, it deeper. Oh, I don't know. I've seen Golden Doodles at the pet store. Aren't, aren't <laughs> like. It? I'm not saying I'd fuck it, but I'd saddle up and ride a gold doodle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this guy was a golden doodle dandy, okay? So he took the golden doodle for a walk, and then, don't know what came over him, started fucking it. And so there were, like, a bunch of people walking by. I mean, I'm imagining him outside of his apartments or wherever he lives, in his neighborhood. And so people start, some brave soul decided to confront him and he stopped and then he ran to a nearby church knocked over a nativity display started breaking potted plants throwing toys from the playground area uh, all in all an estimated four hundred dollars in damages done and then he left the church smashed a mailbox and tried to steal a car but it was at that point that cops showed up and uh, took him into custody Good God. To settle his ass down. I think this calls for a fr- throwback. I like that guy. But if he tries to fuck that little dog tonight for real, I'm calling Humane Society. Someone yeah. ought to. And shout out to Fletcher for me even having that clip. Yeah. <laughs> That's an oldie but goodie. Uh, and then uh, my final story on the lanes tonight. Florida man. Again? Again. I mean, the wedding? Florida woman. Right. This is Florida man once again. Uh, you know, decided to hit the Walmart. By that, I mean steal from it. <laughs> Didn't get the memo that it was shop with a cop day. Oh, fuck a duck. Yeah. <laughs> they do this in a lot of places. To celebrate the holidays and whatever, they have deputies go shopping with families yeah. in need and... uh yeah, so he walked right into that and tried to steal some Versace perfume and whew, all sorts of good stuff. <laughs> Shoplift with a cop. Yeah. Not as good of a day. No, no. That's how you get your ass beat. Not that shop with a cop day makes me jump up and down either, but I'm saying, you know. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm not into that. It beats the shit out of so shoplift with a cop. I can tell you that. Yep, that is for sure. <laughs> good God. <laughs> Some people, well, they call it people really live this way. Oh, man. Well, great lanes, baby. Oh, thanks. Put them together really well. Uh, thanks to all those bulls out there for hanging out. It does it for this week. It's been an exciting week. Whirlwind. Thanks for um, 
sharing it with us enjoy enjoying it all together yeah thanks for all the well wishes and celebrating yes and thanks for all the value you bowlers bring week after week bowl after bowl we'll be back at it on friday night we're sitting down with effortless yeah rescheduled uh bowls with buds with him should be a grand old time so join us 8 p.m central and then of course we'll be back at it tuesday just like always uh although one hour later next tuesday that's right 10 p.m central u.s uh of course no matter what time zone you hear me from you're always listening to sir spencer wolf kansas city and i will always be dame delorean until next time bowlers may your bowls burn ever brighter Bowl till he's sick. It's a step in the right direction after all. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man.